You're listening to WCET-FM, America's talk station. Hello, this is Vincent. country and around the world welcome to late night in the midlands as you may have surmised by now already this is not michael vera or riscala stevens for that matter this is uh, chip reichenthal having the honor to be guest host tonight but i couldn't do it alone i had to bring in my partner in crime the great tim roxbury and uh for those of you who may not know who we are uh first of all shame on you second of all <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have a radio show on this network called Kindness Beyond the Veil every Monday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern as a lead-in to the great late night in the Midlands with the phenomenal Michael Vera. Uh, Tim Roxbury hosts a show Tuesdays and Thursdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern called Supernatural Realm with the great Tim Roxbury and Chip Reichenthal co-hosting. But we're in bizarro world now. Not only is it not Michael Vera, but... And Timmy is my co-host, so <laughs> it's usually the other way around on Supernatural Realm, and maybe Timmy won't let me get in a word edgewise <laughs> as my co-host. Let's hope, fingers crossed. Uh, the, good, the really good news is we have a phenomenal guest for you tonight, and somebody that both Tim and I are, are very aware of. We absolutely love this man, and uh, so... Uh, this poor man will probably be disappointed knowing that he's on Late Night in the Midlands and Michael Burek won't be talking to him, asking the questions, but hopefully this is the nicest letdown we could possibly give <laughs> as a consolation prize. Um, our guest tonight is Vincent Jenna. This is a beautiful man. Uh, and he believes uh, we, we consider him one of the best psychics that we've ever encountered. Uh, and really good-hearted, uh, beautifully minded. He believes his true mission and purpose in this life is to use his gifts to transform and heal others by empowering them to stop stopping themselves. Boy, we do that all the time, don't we, Tim? Sure <laughs> do. Right? And instead believe in and love themselves. Uh, once self-love and self-belief are realized, he truly believes all of us have the power to see our own magnificence and manifest all that we desire and deserve. 
and true that. Uh, his fans say they're drawn to his methods because he speaks to them as a friend would, just like he talks to us, with genuine compassion and pure love, using words that resonate with our entire being. But perhaps what his people respond to most is that he's not afraid to get in the gutter with him and tell it like it is. Also true, his psychic and mediumship abilities allow Vincent Jenna to reach into the beyond and find and define meaningful guidance for his audience. His psychotherapy skills helps him use this enlightenment to heal and grow. Yes, he may smack people upside the head and probably will tonight. <laughs> Think bigger, Jilly, of course, because he's not in the same room with us. Uh, but he's got some tough-to-hear messages for people, but in the end, they always hug and thank him and dance out the door, completely energized, helpful, focused, and filled with love. So, of all nights to be guest hosting here on the great late night in the Midlands, we certainly have the most beautiful man uh, to join us for that. Um, I just wanted to see if he's uh, with us or not. Vince, are you with us? I am with you both, Chip <laughs> and Tim, and by no means am I disappointed that it's you guys. I'm so okay. grateful that it's you guys, <laughs> I too. How are you guys now. doing? Good. We, we should let, let Timmy get a word in. <laughs> he's so <Sure>. used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. Tim. Yeah, yeah Tim Ray, how are you? Yeah, Amy just uh, reached out to me on email a couple weeks ago and wanted to reschedule you, and here you are. Yeah. <laughs> here I am. How wonderful. It's so great right. to hear you guys. I hope you both had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We did. We did. It almost didn't make sense, though, you know, because we worked our butts off to make this huge dinner that made us really tired. And it's like, what's the point of that? <laughs> yeah, <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand, you know, when you got a lot of family to feed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we do. And, but at least we got along. So that's good. Yeah. Oh, that is a blessing right there, because there are unfortunately so many families that are so dysfunctional that when they get back together on Thanksgiving, which is why I don't know why they get back together on Thanksgiving, <laughs> yeah. all they do is fight and argue. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's a little, uh, you know, um, a paradoxical there that you're uh, it's Thanksgiving Day. You're supposed to be grateful and thankful for your family, but you're getting family. together with those. Yeah. Who's caused your dysfunction, and you wind up having arguments and fights anyway? It's hysterical. It is hysterical. And why they get together, like he asked, is is uh, that's a good question because they feel they have to, I suppose. But you know, uh, Tim and I were talking about this. We've really been talking about it both on the air and off for the last couple of weeks, because we do have concern, uh, our friend and brother Vincent, that. You know, the holiday season, people generally find themselves getting depressed or angry or, um, you know, really out of spirits. And it's ironic because it's, a, it's a, really a spiritual holiday, you know. And at the end of it all, everybody gets drunk. So that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it makes well, these resolutions yeah. I'll never live up to. Well, there are certainly um, a, a group of, of people, a large number of people um, that do wind up getting depressed at the holidays. And here's here's what happens. And here's why. Actually, it's all about energy. 
Okay, you are you're familiar with crystals. Remember the old time radios that had tubes and crystals in mm -hmm. them, actual crystals, right? Mm -hmm. A crystal actually amplified the signal. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why they put them in the old-fashioned radios at the time, right? Because crystal amplifies, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, if you think of the holidays as an amplification, just like in the radio, not only did it amplify the good signal, it also amplified the non-signal when you would get static, okay? It would bring in the static even louder, Right. Well, that's what crystals do. They amplify whatever the energy is that's there. Well, the holidays do the same thing. It, they amplify the energy. So for those people who are positive, for example, myself, we had a wonderful family Thanksgiving, right? We had a lot of fun. The grandchildren were here. That energy gets amplified, so you have even more fun. But if you are depressed in nature or um, you've been down in any way, when it comes to the holidays, be it Thanksgiving, be it Christmas, it's going to amplify that feeling that you have and make it that much greater. It's not that the holidays cause depression. It just amplifies the depression, which is a couple of interesting phenomena that go on with that. Number one, it tends to be the time of year where if you are depressed, there are more suicides in the world. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, there, and, but then also on the other side of it, there are a lot of transitions. People die. The highest time period for people dying in the entire world is between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Wow. Now, that's not because of a bad thing, the suicide is. Mm -hmm. But if you really think about it, and you're going to the other side, you're going to a heavenly place, what better time to go than the most, most joyous, peaceful time of the year? Yeah. Save, okay. save me a trip to Florida instead. I know. Well, there you go. <laughs> and, and the funny thing about it is everybody thinks that that's so sad. Well, it's not sad for the soul. Mm -hmm. And and it's, well, it's the strategy of it. Think of the strategy. Okay. So it's like, does that mean that all the holidays are now ruined for the, the survivors? No, they don't have to be. It, it, if a person, a loved one, leaves during a holiday, he or she knows that there's still an ability to be able to celebrate. So the celebration will offset the grief. Mm. And and so it's very strategic in more ways than one as to why people transition. But you are definitely right. It will also bring to a head the depression, the sadness and and the doubts and the fears. Hmm. Let me let me ask you a, a weird question, because I love weird questions, you know. Um, but historically speaking, uh, this uh, anywhere in the world for really Thanksgiving to the end of the year to be the time where uh, more people pass than any other time of year. Uh, do you think historically speaking, because of the winter solstice and people pretty much knew the crops wouldn't be growing uh, for a while, they would have to make do with what they had and possibilities of things like starvation or freezing to death in some areas. 
uh, were more prevalent than any other time of year. And if it is historically speaking thus, then that would be in the collective air, if you will. Uh, do you think that might have anything to do with uh, that? Well, that's really interesting that you do ask that question, and that's that's not a weird question at all. That's a very legitimate question. So, is there a a, a significance between the food that is grown and then the time of year? Because there isn't any. But well, actually, um, on an unconscious level, the souls will still, and the souls make the decisions whether to leave or not. Now, it could even be a matter of, number one, again, we're still referring to the energy of the year. It's still a celebration time, all right? And harvest is in fall. It's not in winter. It's in September and it's in October. That's when they celebrate it. And if you think about it, there are actually celebrations about the harvest. Mm -hmm. There isn't a, a down period about it. There isn't a, a fear that there won't be any more food. They just had an incredible harvest, hmm. right? So that's, that's what Halloween is. Halloween yeah, is the, actually the a celebration. It started off yes. as feasts and then it grew into eventually All Saints Day from the... the exactly, exactly. Exactly. And yeah. Exactly. Now, it was rest during the winter. So it wasn't a sad time of the year. It was actually a time to rest, to prepare for the new year. Mm -hmm. And there were many crops that actually were planted at the beginning of the year. Like in January, there were winter crops that were still, uh, they started then. Um, um, and, and then again, they grew for the spring harvest, right? Because they had to be prepared for that. So um, I don't think the correlation was about fear or lack of food, it was still a very celebrated time of the year between October, the harvest, and then November, the Thanksgiving, and then the winter months, the Christmas, the holidays, the celebrations. So it, it just seems to be too joyous of a period mm -hmm. to say that, that they died because of, of famine. Actually, if there was famine, it would be more in the summertime because mm -hmm. there were times that there was drought. Oh, droughts, yeah, right. Right? And harvests died, and bug infestation killed uh -huh. the crop. So that would cause them to leave during the summertime more than it would during the wintertime when it was more restful and people actually stayed inside by the fireplaces, you know, unless they traveled somewhere, went to a neighbor or helped an ill person. Um, uh, but but it's, I, I can understand why you would You'd think that, uh, but that's not the information that I wind up getting. See, I, it's I, fascinating. Yeah, and the history the is always side. Side. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, also, the thing that it's Halloween especially, and the history of Halloween, I think the thing that surprised me the most was to find that it started out as a celebration for those who are thinking about the ones lost to them. Uh, yes. for the protection of their souls, uh, their path to the light. But the thing is, it was this tremendous time of community. Entire villages or communities would come together on, on All Hallows or All Saints Day. Uh, That's right. 
All mm-hmm. Hallows Eve. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny that you say that because, um, you know, a lot of the work that I also do is clearing homes of spooks and ghosts, okay? Mm-hmm. So there was the whole reason why they prayed for the souls is, number one, religiously, there was always a purgatory, a limbo, right. some place that, that souls didn't, went that didn't get to heaven. Mm-hmm. So they knew of the ghosts, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, many of the cultures believed that as long as you prayed for the spirits, including your deceased loved ones, they wouldn't come back and haunt you. <laughs> uh, that's actually the whole reason for Todos Santos in Mexico. Mm. Um, is is All Souls Day there? April Fools is All Souls Day, which mm. happens to be my birthday. Isn't it hysterical? <laughs> I was born on All Souls Day, and I talk to dead people. Uh, yeah, that's an irony. You're, you're born on Fool's Day, and fool is the last word I'd ever use to describe you, too. So. Oh, is it? well, it was the first word that everybody else used while I was growing up. I got to yeah. tell you that. <laughs> As a radio host, after having to book people on April Fool's Day, you know, I was afraid to. I, I wanted to take the day up because I didn't want to think that I called on them because there's some fool that I wanted to have on. I know, April. right, right. And so, <laughs> yeah, so they prayed for the souls, and it became um, a, a religious holiday, actually. Um, you know, All Souls Day and um, Hallow's Eve. Uh, so, so they were cared for, they were nurtured, they wanted to make sure that they wouldn't ruin the harvest That mm-hmm. um, in, in any way, that the spirits were going to watch over them. It certainly wasn't a matter of just talking to the angels and everything, because religiously they could do that in church, they did mm-hmm. that in their ministry, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was there a lot to do with superstitions, because mm-hmm. they needed to grow more crops. And, yeah. and as intellectual as as people became, we still held on to our superstitions, including one Friday the 13th superstition, Mm -hmm. the most ridiculous superstition (laughs) around. Great for a slasher picture, though. You know, I will say that. They oh, I had, know, like, right? Nine of them, and Freddy versus Jason, and all that stuff. See, so oh know, yeah, and Halloween too. Yeah, so the, Halloween. The guy also. walking around with a pumpkin head, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't made, know. Uh, if and I had why Jimmy did those... Curtis running around, I don't know if I'd become a slasher guy. I'd just say no. I know, right? Tell me about it. <laughs> but think, it's um, just, oh no, my my favorite move, my favorite commercial, is where the kids are running late at night. They're running away from something, and they need to hide. Oh. And they're deciding whether to hide in the cabin, in the car, and they decide to hide behind the chainsaws. Yeah, behind the chainsaw. <laughs> and, and the chainsaw massacre is standing behind them, shaking, shaking his head. His head right? <laughs> Why don't we just go into the car, the running car? Why don't, no, that'd be stupid. Let's no, hide behind the chainsaw. what are you, chainsaw. crazy? Let's hide behind the chainsaw. I know, that's such a parody. But they did that because they, and, and we held on to those superstitions, and we still hold them today. It's only recently that buildings will put in floor 13 again. Before they wouldn't put the 13th floor. Yeah. Um, and yet it actually, believe it or not, happens to be the most spiritual and the highest vibrational number in numerology mm-hmm. is 13. It is, yeah. Actually, it's been a, I'm, I've got four in my chart, so, you know, 13th is a lucky day for me. 
Oh, absolutely. 13 actually represents, the reason why it's the highest vibrational day, is it represents Jesus and the 12 disciples. It's 13. The reason why it was turned around is because Jesus was crucified on the 13th. And they figure that that was a bad thing, but in actuality, that was his choice. He, he knew he was going to get crucified. He allowed himself to become crucified. That was his whole mission and purpose here, right, that the Catholics and the Christians say. He died for our sins. So the 13th, then, shouldn't be an unlucky number. It should be a very high spiritual number. And it is. I love the number 13. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's got a lot of character to it, and, of and it does. you know, a lot of spiritual essence. You know, and in its history. Hey, I, I want to bring Tim Roxbury on. The great Tim Roxbury. I'm sure he's got a question or two for you. I just want to make sure you know he gets a chance to ask them. Yeah, Tim, <laughs> I hear you there. How are you, my friend? How have things been going for you? Good. I got to I got to see my niece on on uh, Thanksgiving Day. Uh, got to spend a couple hours with her. Very nice. That's wonderful. And and I've been seeing you all over Facebook. How wonderful your social media presence. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he is. He's all over the place on social media. That's Tim. Yeah. And it's and it's great. You guys are putting you're putting you're being like lighthouses and <laughs> putting the light out there for the public to see in darkness. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of darkness lately. Sure there, there really is. And, and yet we almost feel duty bound by it. I'm sure that's how you feel, too. I mean, it's even in your bio. <clears throat> and we also respect the fact that you, you're very real with people and tell them truths that, you know, even if they don't want to hear them, really goes to their benefit. And I think people need to understand that more and more now. The truth is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. We said that that with Barbara, uh, our guest on Supernatural Realm, right before we come on in Midlands. Uh, That's part of our mission here, uh, doing these shows, is is to spread light and love uh, throughout humanity and for our listeners to hear. Absolutely. And and the the truth for people individually, their individual truth is very important because we tend to hide a lot of our feelings, especially the bad ones, particularly the bad ones. We sweep them under the carpet. We push them down in our unconscious recesses of our mind, this protective little closet that we push everything in and we think it's gone and it's not. And so then people start listening to the shows, right? They, they take classes, they read metaphysical books. They're listening one day, you have a guest on that is telling them, giving them some enlightenment and words on, on other ways of, of living their lives, and they try it, and it doesn't work, and they try everything in the books, and it doesn't work, and they have to understand the reason why it doesn't work is because they're not really believing what they think they believe. Mm-hmm. They're, the, what they're really believing, they've shoved away in the closet, and they're right. ignoring yeah. And that's what's tapping into the manifesting power, and that's why things aren't really working. So I've got so many people. It's like, when am I going to get a job? I've been putting out my resume everywhere, and, and I turn around so simply, and I said, as soon as you want one. 
oh, I want a job. I need money. I said, no, you don't. You don't want a job. You're going after yeah. things you don't even like. Yeah, so aren't, yeah, right, right. Aren't people like applying for things just to get the job because they know they need an income, but they're sitting there going, oh, God, I don't want to have to do this, but this is all right. I can do. And, and they send out the resume. There are jobs that people can be passionate about. That's the secret, you know. A lot yes. of people say success is in what you earn or what you drive. It's how happy you are with what you do. You know? Right, and abundance, the, they have to know the abundance can be there mm -hmm. with the passion, with you feeling fulfilled at the work that you're doing, but you're never guaranteed being fulfilled with the work that you're doing if you're only looking to go after the money. Yeah, and, and Timmy and I were just talking about this, including today, you know, uh, Supernatural Realm with the great Tim Roxbury hosting, 7 to 9 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays, right here on this very network, and Kindness Beyond the Veil every Monday from 7 to 9 p.m. But here's truly Chip Reichenthal. I was on that, too. Yes. And, and, uh, yeah, Vince has been on with us a couple of times, and, and you know, I always love uh, when we all get together because it's it's like three very happy people in the same room, and it's a beautiful thing. Well, are hanging out. Yeah. I think happiness is contagious. It kind of right. You know, hanging out, hanging out. Spreads, yeah, that's what we're spreading tonight if we can. You we're know. hanging out. So, yeah. so Tim, did you start writing a book, or it's supposed to write a book, man? Um, no, I've been so busy with mom the last few months. I haven't even had a time to. Uh, to well, stop. we're waiting. You know, Vincent's right, Tim. We're waiting. I'll get it. Crossing my hands now. We're just. I waiting. know. I know you will. And and you know, um, God bless you for helping her out. And um, so many of our parents. See, it, it, we created the situation where the seniors who were once revered in our society way back when, mm -hmm. and they always had a purpose, so they didn't die or they didn't dwindle and waste away the way they're wasting away now. They didn't need the same kind of help because they were more vital and vibrant and they helped each other. And today, we eliminated the need for seniors, right? We, we call it retirement, and from that point on, they're useless. We did. There's. There's. They yeah. serve no purpose other yeah. than whatever they decide to create for themselves. So, the majority of them today that that don't have any purpose, they just waste away, and and they do need to be taken care of. Then it's not yeah. the way it used to be. We used to go to our elders mm -hmm. always to, ask to respect them for our advice. elders. Remember those yeah. days when we were taught to respect our elders, and we actually followed that teaching you think they've got all the wisdom they've had all the life experiences you know that's right we used to i remember i i remember talking when you know very early on and then unfortunately my grandparents my one my father's father died younger when i was nine and my my mother's father had alzheimer's but before that i do remember going to my grandfather and asking him questions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and listening to his stories, you know. Um, but it's been a very long time that they don't, especially in our country. Mm -hmm. yeah, in, in other countries, seniors are still very much respected. Very in much other so. countries. Mm -hmm. And and they, and they're, in their golden years, they live differently, um, and they're not wasting away the same way. Right, yeah. And, and they look and feel and act younger. 
too. Yes, yeah. totally, totally. That, oh, it's they an have attitude. a purpose. They have I, a purpose. I was fortunate to know both sets of my grandparents, and I I miss them very much to this day. But, but thankfully, I had I got to spend quality time with them, which kids don't you know don't care to. That now. is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have that chance. Yeah. But but maybe in between, Tim, all of the time that you're spending, it's, even though it's good time and it's, it's healing time and for both you and for mom, um, you'll squeeze in some, some stuff. Jot down some experiences and notes every so often, even with what you're experiencing right now. Okay. Because there that'll go. be good. That'll actually lead to something. Yeah, like a book. Well, It'll get him into the habit of writing things out so he can work on that book finally. Yeah, I was telling uh, Barbara DeLong, our guest on Supernatural Realm, uh, the last two hours. Um, before yeah, shameless there. self-promotion, Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I had something supernatural happen uh, just a few days ago with Mom and I. And we were we were hanging lights up on, a, on the uh, dogwood tree outside. And it was just, just getting dark. And I, I told her I was going to turn them on. And just as I turned them on, two sparrows come across the street and they hang out with us for like 15 minutes. It's like watching, it was like watching two, two pet birds in a bird cage uh, flying around and, and just following each other in the cage and just having a good time. That's what these two were doing for like 15 minutes. It was incredible. Mm, those were visitors. Yeah. You definitely had visitors. Um, uh, is is your father deceased? Yeah. Okay. So you got dad was definitely one there who was watching um, because now that he's on the other side, he sees better. He he understands more. Um, and and who else does, did mom have a brother? Mom had a brother that passed, yeah. Back and he's passed, too. Okay. So it was two males, and that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling your uncle and your father. Okay. Awesome. Oh, yeah. They were loving what you were doing, too, man. That's why they were they were just hanging out. It was just <laughs> like, good for you, Tim. That's all I keep hearing them saying is, good for you, Tim. Very, yeah, prou- they, very proud of you. Too. Awesome. They get it now, too, the purpose behind this radio show and everything. Yeah. They have a much better understanding of now that they're among them. You know? Mom had, has this hook where she hangs um, ferns in the summertime, and the one sparrow was, was swinging on it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they're just sitting there swinging on it. It's like, you know, it's not even like they were afraid of us. They did, they were just hanging out with us in, in front of the house. <laughs> yes. Well, the spirits have, um, they they do make choices as to how they're going to try to communicate. Um, Birds are very common um, because we notice birds, and birds are easily manipulated from the other side, as well as the butterfly thing. You know, Mm -hmm. they send butterflies around as much as possible. Um, They also, a lot of people find change, but they always find small change, dimes and pennies. pennies, Just like the movie Ghost, Uh it's easier for them to manipulate something small and light Mm -hmm. rather than something heavy. Nobody ever finds quarters all the time or half dollars (laughs) anywhere, you know? That would be nice. You couldn't have left me a quarter? I know, really, with a penny, you're always (laughs) throwing your two cents in even when you're dead. (laughs) You know? Right. Yep. 
Yeah, that'll never stop. Right? Um, And also electronics, because their energy, it stands to reason that their energy can interfere or manipulate our energy down here on Earth in in the form of the radios, the lights, the television sets, things like that. That's very simple, and that's how they wind up communicating um, a lot easier. So, so yes, I'm not surprised with the birds. and it's really interesting because men um, don't necessarily choose specific birds over women. Mm-hmm. Like women like using the colorful birds, like cardinals. <laughs> right. um, even yes. though there, there, there may be a male, I know a lot of fathers of, of my friends who come around and send a cardinal, you know. Um, and that's only because the daughter, you know, happens to recognize cardinals before she would recognize a sparrow. It was very easy for you to see because you were open, Tim. And so to have these two sparrows that are just a normal bird come and sit, you knew right away that there was something special about what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So you didn't need a big, giant red bird you, you shoved in your face. Cardinal. No, I didn't. Well, yeah, well, guys are kind well, of well, washing well, wear, you know. Well, 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 cardinals a couple of days before that. And just in like the very next day, the sparrows show up in place of the cardinals. <laughs> so. Well, the I believe it or not, the cardinal went back because the cardinal was more of your grandmother, okay. and the and and the cardinal went back to tell the other two, hey, go down there, look at what your son and your your nephew are doing, and they came down just in other birds. Because okay. I don't want to be a cardinal. And they were independent <laughs> anyway. They had individual minds, mm-hmm. your father and your uncle anyway. Yeah, we know what kind of bird we want to be. Don't tell us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, right? I want to, if I want to come back, I'm sending a damn eagle. <laughs> <laughs> and and to, to talk about what you just said, Vincent, as part of the answer on, on how we recognize birds or butterflies, you know, flying things, you know, it helps that for millennia. Uh, collective conscious belief about the flying things is that they're closer to the heavens than any other animal, you know, would be. Yeah, they, they, they are in our minds. In our minds, right. Okay, mm-hmm. because the heavens aren't in a location above or below us, right? Mm-hmm. It's, but it's, we do that. Mm-hmm. We look up. When we're going to talk to God, where do we look? We look up. You know, when we think of the devil, we look down, right? We always thought the hell was down, heaven was up. I don't know why we thought that, because we could be upside down right now, (laughs) and it could be reversed, but it didn't matter. Wherever we are on the planet, wherever, whatever rotation it was in, it didn't matter. Up was always God in heaven, down was (laughs) hell and the devil. So, yes, um, we then associate those things that go closer to heaven, Close it up as being more heavenly. So you're right. It's our association where in actuality they're in that. Like if you put your hand out right now, wherever you are, you just put it through a dimension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, it's a funny thing that you mentioned that I had a guest recently. Uh, he sits on one of the most, uh, quote unquote, active properties in the United States, if not the world. He's even had parapsychologists uh, attributing, you know, the the most active property, you know, uh, to to his property. And we were talking about all the different kinds of things that we <clears throat> believe 
uh, are involved with spirit, just like how you mentioned, you know, heaven is a different dimension, it's neither up nor down, you know, and he's saying, you know, we're talking about this and they're laughing at you. I mean, he said it metaphorically speaking, you know, not literally, of course, because you've got all these human beliefs, you know, these, these beliefs that are specific to mankind or humankind and their energy, you know. <laughs> So all these things you're attributing to them, you know, they're almost laughing about because, you know, it's so different than their truth. And I just thought that was a brilliant thing to say. Um, I wanted to get your take on that. You you know, right now you're amazing me because (laughs) I just had this mental conversation with myself today. Wow. Which was, yeah, the exact same conversation talking about that in order for us to live in this physical world, we've labeled everything, including what we call science, Mm -hmm. when in actuality, none of it is real, neither is science. And that people want to say, no, science is an absolute because it's the law of physics, like gravity. And I'm like, gravity is only attached to the Earth. And the Earth is only as real as we choose to see it to be real. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, literally, your listeners and you and me and Tim could be hanging upside down. And yet... It is real for us to feel right side up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, if right? you think of it, the, right. if, if, if we're on the earth and, the, and we're at, at the exact highest point north, whoever's on the other side of the world, we would think would be upside down, but not from their perspective. Right, exactly. And eventually we rotate enough that we, we turn. Mm-hmm. We all turn. Everything yeah. turns. Yeah, sorry, and you flat earthers out there. <laughs> exactly. So, and most of what we're looking at that appears solid is not. Right. It is complete space. Mm-hmm. Yet our minds tell us that it's solid. Here's here's a proof of that. That people don't understand. That's a philosophy that when I'm saying that, it like blows people's mind. They're saying, what do you mean? I'm sitting in a chair. It's solid. I'm not falling down. Only because your mind is completing the picture to make it solid. Mm -hmm. Here's proof of that. What most people do not know is that the center of their vision is a black spot. That black spot is where all the nerves of your eyeball connect to the back of your brain. In that spot, there is no vision, okay? Mm -hmm. Because it's a cluster of nerve energies. So there's literally a black hole in the middle of your vision. But we couldn't walk around seeing that black hole. Now, some people with macular degeneration is when that black hole starts getting bigger. My, and my they start Right, and they start losing their light, right, and then they see it. That's a disease. But the rest of us don't see that black hole see that. Right. because the brain fills in the image. Now, here's what's interesting about that. If your brain was going to fill it in with only what it could see, there would be some kind of an overlap, right? But it's filling it in 
with what it believes should be there so that there isn't an overlap. So there's one complete vision of, uh, of whatever you're looking at. But in actuality, the middle piece is completely missing and your brain is making it up to fill in that picture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now that yeah. is scientific in the way of the human body. So what else is our brain filling in all around us? Right. All right. the space. Because an atom is made up of more space than mm -hmm. it is made up of matter. Yeah, 99.9% .9 space in an atom. That's right. And so and, and what why is the is energy in that space? That's right. yeah, yeah, so everything that we perceive. So then when we label things... It's just like, I, you know, people turn around and say, um, but what about mathematics? Two plus two will always equal four. That's not an illusion. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why does two plus two equal four? It's because we defined it that way. True. We created the number two. We created writing. We created the words. None of it existed before. Mm -hmm. We created it for us to live in this physical limited world, but this isn't reality. If right. we created it, then it's not real. We yeah. made it up in order to live here. I, I use that example with the animal kingdom. There's no good or evil in an animal kingdom or a plant kingdom. So right, no, there's not. But there is in, in the humankind kingdom. Because and, we uh, created it. Because we created it, yeah. And, and That's right. And it wasn't it. certainly created originally. It, no. was, um, it was all positive and it was all about love and it was our detachment from, from our higher source and we're forgetting who we were that mm -hmm. then created the absence of goodness and the absence of goodness is actually fear. The absence of love is fear. It's True. not evil, it's fear. It then true. fear creates all the other negative emotions out there. <laughs> we love you. They're crazy. Man. I mean, <laughs> wow, guys, we're getting deep tonight. Well, you know, we're on late night in the Midlands, man. That's where the deep comes That's in. That's right. Man. That's where the deep stuff. And only, only your brave souls will listen to this. This and ones that let them know there's more to understanding. That's why I admire people who listen to shows like this because it means they're open enough to want to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do too. Yes, Tim. I wanted to give a shout out to our listeners uh, on KYAH 550 AM, uh, Utah's Talk Authority for the listeners uh, in Utah listening to us tonight. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, we definitely welcome you along. You are among the beloved here on Late Night in the Midlands. And those of you just joining us and saying, what what the heck happened to Michael Barra? Well, I don't have the answer to that. I could just say this is Chip Reichenthal and my co-host in Bizarro World here, Tim Roxbury, usually... <laughs> The roles are reversed there. I'm his co-host on the Supernatural Realm Radio Show on this network, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. And my show, Kindness Beyond the Veil, uh, Mondays from 7 to 9 Eastern, which Tim produces. So that's a beautiful thing. But we are guest hosting tonight here on Late Night in the Midlands and honored to do so. And our guest, the phenomenal Vincent Jenna. And uh, boy, that's a beautiful thing. We just want to let the listeners know we will uh, sometime after the uh, once the second hour begin, uh, we'll put a number up so you can if you want to call in, we will take your calls. And uh, just wanted to mention that. 
so Vince, I got a question for you, um, kind of along the lines of where we started. Uh, we were doing kind of this little exercise of thinking, uh, especially right around the holiday season, that if somebody gets uh, sick or traumatized, you know, any trial or tribulation, and it really affects them both individually and socially, uh, they can talk to friends about it. They can talk to loved ones, spouses, family, uh, churches, schools, whatever. But ultimately, it is them, themselves, that will turn the corner to healing because we can't do it based on other people's advice. We can only do it when we're ready. <clears throat> Just like you were talking about our vision and how we associate it with the reality is not necessarily so. Um, and because, you know, we do have concerns about people being succumbing to sadness uh, in this time of year <clears throat> or, or worse, possibly, um, there is a beautiful thing to healing. Um, and if we perhaps put ourselves in the perspective of a seven-year-old child where everything is magical, we can see that the people around us, whether they feel burdensome or not, like the families we might be arguing with on Thanksgiving, for example, are blessings, are gifts. Or we were talking just on, on uh, Timmy's show, Supernatural Realm, a couple hours ago. Uh, the, you see on social media, you know, somebody somehow is asking for prayers for their sick aunt or for their mom that passed or for somebody else that's sick and dying. And, and we're often forced uh, unwillingly uh, to look at our own mortality. Uh, but if we would look at this holiday season and imagine as though it would be our last, perhaps, because we really never know when our time is up, maybe we would see the magic in it rather than fall uh, to the pattern of, of sadness or anxiety, and your thoughts on all that. Wow, that's fabulous. Wow, that's um, pretty intense and beautiful and deep all at the same time and real and true, um, Chip. Um, and, and the thing about that is going back to the beginning thought that you had, yes, um, we people can speak and people can give guidance to everybody and anybody. As a matter of fact, they do, even when the people don't want it. Right. But ultimately, <laughs> yeah, ultimately it's the person that must make the choices. We all have choices to make. Here's the thing. We all have choices to make. Here is where others can help. It is said in the Old Testament that one person can save a nation. And it's actually a parable about being a, using yourself as a brick to stand in the wall. And what was meant by that is, are you willing to stand up to believe in your brother or your sister? And it takes one person's belief in you that can actually help empower you. I've seen it time and time and time again over the history of time and including with me. My, my wife, um, who I've been with for 46, going on 47 years, married 41 years, was the first and only person to believe in me after 17 years of pure torment that I went through in my youth. Yeah. I met her, 
and she always held and knew who I was internally and believed in me and believed in my specialness and believed in my gifts. And because of that, it gave me a chance to see myself through her eyes. Ah. Now, I still had to do the work. Mm-hmm. I still then had to take the vision and, and do the healing and see myself now um, rather than through her eyes, through my own eyes. But it was in her believing in me that gave me the, even the hope to, to strive for a better life. And then, of course, this all happened to me, and, and we went from there. Here is the thing, is nobody is alone on this planet, not one person. There are 8 billion people on the face of the earth. No one is alone unless you make yourself alone. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, um, are there so many troubled people out there that it's sometimes hard to find that person who's going to believe in you uh, because they have their own issues? And even when you think you have a friend, you have a, um, a soulmate, you have a buddy, you have somebody, a family member, a mom, a dad that you think is supposed to believe in you, but they have their own issues. And, and sometimes you turn to them and they disappoint you and they hurt you and they reject you or abandon you. And it makes you feel that much more worthless and unlovable, there is still hope because not only are there the, the spirits, the guides, the angels, God that is there that loves you, but there are others on the planet physically that you can attract to you. It's in those moments, your lowest moments, that you have to have the greatest beliefs and the greatest faith. And I've seen it, even that, over and over, go from the absolute lowest bottom place you can be to the most successful place. How many of those stories have we heard of? How many of those stories have there been written and made into movies and made into books and, and made into lessons for everybody to see? That's just not fairy tale. It's not magic. It's not anything out of the norm. It's actually the norm of who we are because we're such unlimited beings. Yeah, it and is life. Life indeed. It is, it is, it is life. It's it's again we go back to that what is real, okay? Even in your lowest of lows it seems that that's what's real because you're believing that that's what's real. Mm-hmm. It's not just a matter of of you being out homeless on the street. Even a homeless person can go from being homeless to having full abundance and a wonderful home. It's what do you want to believe in? We manifest our lives completely. And this is the hard part. People want to believe in victimization because at least it gives them an excuse. Mm. Right? It gives them, because it's really hard for us to say, Hey, you know what? I'm at rock bottom all because of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we got to get over that because you're not you're not a terrible person just because you're at rock bottom. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and no matter what you've done, no matter what abomination you have done to even another person, you are still never at your lowest because you can't be. You are a divine being. You can never get rid of the God part within you. Mm-hmm. You Thank just you. have to believe in it 
in order for it to thrive. You don't have to dig after it. You don't have to even make miracles happen. Chip and, and Tim, you just have to believe it's there and then it shines. Mm-hmm. It shines. Yeah. It really is that simple, you know? It is. Uh, it now now the process is simple, the practice is difficult. And it right? takes time. It's not this overnight thing. You know, it's no, what angers it me about take that, time. that whole secret, so, that law of attraction thing where you just sit there and believe it's already happened and you'll get this check for a thousand dollars because you you believed it was going to happen and you don't have to do any of the work. That's not what the law of attraction is. No, you have to put is. in the work. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's like the same thing as they say it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. It does. <laughs> okay, so it's the same thing with the law of attraction. But here's what the – now, I'm just going to – I'm not going to rebut that. I'm just going to add something to what you just said. Please. It actually is as immediate as that. The problem is it's too hard to believe that. Mm. Okay, because the moment you believe in something, and here's the thing, I've been doing this work for 37 years, I've been working on the law of attraction, I've been manifesting my life, things manifest in my life instantaneously now, and here's what I'm talking about, last night I was just questioning how, you know, how much further am I along in my spiritual path and in my practice, okay? Okay. All day today, I had clients and phone calls to tell me how far I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely amazing. I was like, holy cow, maybe I had, what, 12 hours between the time I asked the question and the time I got the answer. True. And but but it, in the meantime, you did the work. You reap what you saw. Yes, really I've been doing attraction. the work all you're along. A giver, you give yourself and your abilities to others to help them. It's yes. in service to I them. I am not going to minimize that at all. Yeah. I, I, that's what happened. Okay, it's Star Wars. <laughs> we have the new Star Wars movie coming out this Christmas, right? George right. Lucas was actually very metaphysical and spiritual. That entire movie and saga is about us. Mm-hmm. and our relationship with the God Force and our creative ability, okay? And mm-hmm. we're both Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, all the bad guys and the good guys. That's who we are. Mm-hmm. How long did it take Luke Skywalker to train, to work, and what did Yoda keep teaching him? you you, you got to keep working on your fears. Mm-hmm. you got to keep working on your fears and get over them. You're mm-hmm. not done until you get over your fears. That takes a lot of, of work because you're... you're you have to break all these habits you get into and mm-hmm. all of these routines you get into. Right. But the training and the process is the easy thing. You just got to keep doing it. That's the work. Yeah, that's and right. So, but once you've done the work, you know, the, the, you, the yes. benefits come and sometimes they're immediate. All right. They I, are I, absolutely. We're, we're going to, in about five minutes, a little less than that, uh, go to our first break. And after that, we're going to open the phone line for you. Uh, I wanted to ask you this, though, quickly, um, because when we're talking about uh, the holidays and uh, people that might have a tendency to be sad or angry or whatever, I always take into consideration the people that are have reached such a low point that they feel as though maybe they're 16 feet underwater and it's impossible for them to climb to the top before they'll even have the strength to think about how they're going to improve themselves or their situations. You know, they feel this cement over them 
and it seems stronger than them. Uh, generally, when I talk about people that we're concerned about, you know, especially that may fall into a pattern of sadness right around holiday season, I have to think of them first and foremost, and any advice you might have for somebody in that particular situation. Yes, you have to change and reframe the way you're viewing where you are. Of You are absolutely going to feel that you're six feet or 20 feet underwater if that's the way you define it. But think about this for a moment where you are in your life. And most of the time we're talking about older people who've been going through this, not just a 20-year-old who hardly has any life, even though so many of them can feel that way too. But I'm talking about an adult who's been through a lot of troubles, a lot of struggles, right? If you are there, even being able to verbalize what you've been through, and you've not picked up a gun and gone off the deep end and shot others and yourself, you've got unbelievable strength. Mm-hmm. How do you think you're keeping your head above the water that you feel you're in? You're the one doing that. You're keeping yourself afloat. Even as tiring and as struggling as it is, you are not recognizing the strength you have. Recognize the strength you have, and all of a sudden you'll feel on top of the water rather than below the water. Everybody thinks that they're weak when they're feeling that way, yet it's really easy to, to feel comfortable when you've got a million dollars sitting in the bank. <laughs> so all of those people have it, you know, a little easier, but those that are struggling, they're working really hard, have the most strength. And you've got to view it differently. Do you understand what I mean by that? Absolutely. You're paddling. You, no matter how old you are, you've kept yourself afloat. You've kept yourself. Yes. Are you tired? Yes. Are you, are you drained? Yes. Are you done? No. Because your head is still above water. Mm-hmm. And as yeah. long as your head is above water and you're still breathing, you're remarkable. You're magnificent. See yourself that way. Turn mm-hmm. around and give yourself some credit for surviving that long. Yeah. And without hurting others, and now use that strength and that faith and that belief to completely turn your life around. And I promise you, you will see your life to be different just from reframing your thoughts and recognizing who you are in a different way. Thank you, Vincent Jenna, for saying that. Vincent Jenna, our honored guest this evening. Yeah, uh, once we get past the break, we can talk, you know, people, when I used to teach people how to make resumes, nobody wanted to brag about themselves because they thought, oh, people think I'm so, you know, stuck up and everything. Uh, but you have to realize your own personal accomplishments and sometimes in weakness, finding that strength and, and realizing and recognizing the strength just along the lines of what you said is a very potent and powerful thing and i'm really glad you said that um ladies and gentlemen don't touch that dial we're going to take a break and uh, after the break we're going to take some calls if you want to call in for the great vincent jenna you'll be more than welcome to we'll post the number once the break ends you're listening to late night in the midlands with guest host chip reichenthal and guest co-host the great tim roxbury we'll be back after these important messages stay right here right up to the
WCET.FM offers a great chat room where you can chat during the shows with other like-minded people. Just go to www.LateNightInTheMidlands.com and click the Chat and Listen tab up at the top of the website and sign up now. It's totally free and all are welcome. WCET.FM, your talk station. Do you need toner for your Epson, Hewlett Packer, Canon, Brother, Apple, or Sharp printers? Look no further than Laser Technologies. In business for over 20 years, they offer the lowest prices on toner on the web. They can also repair your laser printers and toners fast and easy. Call their expert staff today at 561-792-9600 or email us at service at laser-technologies.com for all your toner needs. All toner is shipped nationwide. Why wait? Get the lowest prices on Toner. Call or email us today. LM Merchandise is finally here. We have a large selection of shirts, hats, wall clocks, phone cases, stickers, jewelry, and much more. It's been a long time coming, but it's worth the wait. With great prices and quality products from Calf Press. Just go to latenightinthemidlands.com and click the big blue banner at the top of every page. Every purchase helps keep LNM Radio on the air, so stock up and tell the world you're a late nighter. So again, go to www.latenightinthemidlands.com and click the big blue banner at the top of every page. Late Night in the Midlands archives are huge. We have a large selection of show topics, years to choose from going back seven years' worth of archives, and even more to come. So help support this LNM radio broadcast and the station that covers everything, WCET-FM, because without you, there really is no us. Subscribe now and download a free copy of my book, Lessons from the Other Side, but most of all, you help us bypass the censorship and continue to bring you the best guest with the best information right here on LNMR and WCET-FM. Go to LateNightInTheMidlands.com and subscribe today. Never missing a show. Ask ten different scientists about the environment, population control, genetics, and you'll get ten different answers. But there's one thing every scientist on the planet agrees on. Whether it happens in a hundred years, or a thousand years, or a million years, eventually our sun will grow cold and go out. When that happens, it won't just take us. It'll take Marilyn Monroe, and Lao Tzu, and Einstein, and Morobuto, and Buddy Holly, and Aristophanes. All of this, all of this, was for nothing. Unless we go to the stars. I want to tell you all about up-and-coming research related to one man's quest to show the proof. Proof of God's existence hidden in our government's records. Proof they are monitoring people having religious experiences. Records of images in different spectrums of light. This up-and-coming research is from author Jose Calazo, and he has released two books titled America's New Slavery, FMRI Technology, and America's New Slavery, Behind the Scenes and Updates. You see, Jose Calazo sets out to prove 
God does exist and that our government has records on God's existence. He has researched USGS records showing an increase in earthquakes and nuclear testing. He presents U.S. patent records, further proving fMRI technology, 660 patents to date on the ability to read a person's thoughts. He's also dug up U.S. patents filed on weather modification and subliminal messages sent to the brain on a secondary frequency behind a main broadcast. This is all in Jose Colazo's research and upcoming research. He is Jose Colazo. He could be found on Amazon.com. You're listening to WCT.FM, talk radio like no other. Listen to Angel Strong and Bare Knuckles right here on WCET-FM. Hi, everyone. This is Maggie Hart. And Peter Klein. Join us Friday nights for the Positude Podcast. From 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on WCET-FM. Listen to Money and Change with Stu Shear every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WCETFM. We provide you with financial news and views plus financial preparedness information. You can listen 24 hours a day, 7 days a week through the Paranormal Radio app. Available from lnmradionetwork.com or TalkStreamLive.com on both Android and Apple. Our call to listen line is open 24-7. Dial 701-719-9704 so you can listen on the go. Become a late-nighter and subscribe now. LateNightInTheMidlands.com Exposing the truth one show at a time. Join us in the LNM chat and get your question directly to the host. From the east coast of the United States, the capital city, Columbia, South Carolina, you're listening to Late Night in the Midlands with your host, Michael Vera. To call in, dial 803-339-2559. Welcome you back here 
to Late Night in the Midlands. This is Chip Reichenthal, guest hosting for the great Michael Vera. So, no, it's not Michael Vera tonight, but really honored to be here. And my co-host, Tim Roxbury, who will be on with us again in a couple of minutes. And our honored guest tonight is Vincent Jenna, one of the most fantastic people on this planet and a very, very talented and gifted psychic. And really, he's there to counsel people to the better. Uh, very few people on this planet more beautiful uh, than our guest, Vincent Jenna. So, Vincent, we welcome you back. I just want to mention that we will be taking calls, so I guess I'll, I'll throw that number out there. It's a different number than the, that ran on the ad. I just wanted to make sure that that was correct, right? Uh, the call in line for this evening is... 985-218-0185. I'll say that one more time uh, for those of you scrambling to get a pen. If you want to call in, the number is 985-218-0185. So talk to Vincent Jenna. Vincent, while we, uh, while we have you with us, uh, there's something uh, before year's end and before month's end, a big event you've got coming up. I believe it's in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, unless I'm mistaken. Does that sound right? No, that's it. Yes, at Kripalu. It's a yoga and health um, education center in a beautiful location in Stockbridge in the Berkshires. And I'm very excited about that. I'm going to be there on the 27th, the 28th, and the 29th of December. And it is a three-day intensive workshop called Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable. That's the work I primarily do. And during that three days, we're going to be working on unblocking everything that you have stopping you and keeping from you from knowing your passions, knowing your dreams, and fulfilling them. So wow. it, it's so worth taking that workshop. I mean, I've given short workshops and lectures on that, like for a couple of hours, an hour and a half, but it's absolutely not as intensive as this is going to be. And I don't know, it's really filling up like crazy. I may have a couple of slots left, but if you go to my website at vincentjenna.com, you can see all my events coming up and especially that one. Okay. And um, so that's and going to be Jenna pretty powerful. Is, uh, G E N N A, correct? That is correct. Thank you for bringing that out. Thank you so much. And thank you for, you honor me with your warm words. And I so appreciate them. And I just, I want you to know that I work very hard in my life. Well, it's not hard to walk your talk. I work very hard to remove the obstacles that keep me from walking my talk. It's so important for me to be able to do that because, I, and I'm not special. I'm, I'm no different than any other human being on this planet, and that's the most important thing that people need to know. Mm. But if, you, if there isn't a person that's giving an example that you can do it, then nobody ever knows. That's actually the whole reason why Jesus actually came down on earth. He didn't come down to tell us who he was. He came down to remind us who we were mm -hmm. and, and by example. And so I try to do the same thing. I'm only an example, and so many people could do it even better than me, of, of where you can go and the way you can believe and how you can turn your life around. You really. So everybody needs to know that. You don't have to have some special event happen to you other than believing in and loving yourself unconditionally.
Wow. And of course, it wouldn't hurt to go to Stockbridge, Mass. on the 27th, 28th, well, or 29th. Well, that can certainly the help you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because that'll help you do that. If uh-huh. there's nothing wrong, like we were talking, remember we were talking earlier about listening to other people. Mm-hmm. Here's what's, what is important. You, you want to go to experts, those that are knowledgeable, those with a lot of experience, and hear there's a difference. Hear what they have to say, because you only want to have it resonate or wake something up within you. You never want to blindly follow just because their words are better than yours. I don't want anybody following what I am saying. I want you to hear me, and if it resonates with you and wakes something up, then so be it. But you still have to act upon it. So it is okay to go and hear other people, to read other people's books, to take a workshop, to listen to a radio program. But you're not doing it to find something new to believe in. You're doing it to wake up what's already inside you. Yeah, very true. And also very well said, especially, you know, to listen to what the people have to say and and see if it resonates with you. That's a, yeah, an extremely absolutely. important point. And on that very point, I believe we have a caller, area code 414, that we welcome to Late Night in the Midlands. Hello, caller 414. How are you? Hi, Chip. This is Jessica. Oh, hi, Jess. How you doing? <laughs> How nice to hear from you. Victor, hopefully you're there. And hi, yeah. Vincent. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for being on tonight. I had the strong, strong, strong urge. I don't know what it is. It was within my soul. Today it was like someone was telling me, listen to Michael Shaw and Chip and, and listen to you guys at 6. Well, time and now listening to you and what you've been saying I I, I want to say it resonates because I'm doing the work too myself on what I've mm-hmm. been going through and mm-hmm. it's like a, like a light switch like boom you're right you're right there you're you're doing it you're you're on your way you're you're on the right path and um just amazing and i want to thank you guys for definitely having oh wow jessica that is fabulous i'm going to tell you right now on i am so glad you are on that path because you are so worth listening to you Mm -hmm. and trusting you and loving you you are a bright heart and love with a lot of compassion and and that's what we need in the world because it's people like you that's going to heal it so i'm so glad that you are starting to discover that about yourself (laughs) don't worry about what others say always go with your heart because it's such a good one okay it is a magnificent heart yeah jessica is definitely beautiful people vincent and and she endures god bless her you know (laughs) She does. Absolutely, (laughs) Jessica. And and this is what I was saying. Remember what I had said earlier. Mm -hmm. You've endured so much, so 
how much strength do you really have? A tremendous amount. Keep mm-hmm. depending on that strength, and you keep going forward. Okay, on. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. Someone's trying to get my attention. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I can't usually tell if it's the, someone on my mom's side or someone on my dad's side. It's usually my grandfather, but I'm having a hard time trying to pick up on who's trying to get my attention and if there's a message. Okay, Chip, I bet you you heard that clearer than I heard yeah, that. Probably better, yeah. Yes, you're breaking up a little bit. I, I think that uh, Jessica has a distinct feeling, and, you know, her her feelings are, are uh, quite valid. <laughs> She's, uh, you know, some people are, are so much more intuitive than they give themselves credit for. And Jessica is easily on that list. She feels that there is uh, someone that is trying to reach out to her with a message. I couldn't exactly hear who it could have, might have oh, been. Oh, yeah. That's what I figured that she said. Um, I, and I know it's a, gel, it's, a, it's a gentleman. It's a man. It's a grandfather, father type figure. And it's, it's to talk about how proud they need you to know that you are doing the right thing because you keep asking that apparently. Archangel mm-hmm. Michael tells me that you keep wanting to make sure you're doing the right thing, wanting to make sure you're doing the right thing. And the message is you are doing the right thing. And you're, like I said, it's your father, your grandfather, who is wanting you to know absolutely you, you just are on the right path. Don't question yourself anymore. Just follow your heart again. That's the message okay. they want to give you and how proud they are of you. Oh, my gosh. I knew it was my grandfather. I just couldn't figure out if it was my grandpa. I, and usually he, he's my guardian angel. I mean, I'm his grandbaby, and I'm just yes. so thankful. Thank you. Because I was just so like, he's there. You so knew it. You knew it. You don't need me to tell you. You already know that. <laughs> okay, so now believe it, okay? And I'm glad I could validate that for you, but yes. And he says he's going to celebrate the holidays with you, so just keep your heart and your mind open, and you will hear him around you, and you will hear songs or memories of him, all these things he's going to implant in you to let you know he's there celebrating with you, okay, hun? Okay, and if you can explain deja vu's, that would be great. And then okay, that that's others. a great, great question. Everybody asks me that. All right. It's a difficult answer to kind of understand, so stay with me on this. So, and actually, it's just been, there was an article out in a Science Digest magazine that admitted, I've been saying this for years now, you're, as humans living on this earth, we measure things, and one of the things we measure is time, okay? It's easy for us, like a minute, 60 seconds is a minute, and 60 minutes is an hour, and 24 hours is a day, and we tend to put that time in a linear way, the past, mm-hmm. the present, and the future. In actuality, the, the time is not linear, their locations. 
So the past is in one dimension, the present is in another dimension, and the future is yet in a third dimension. And those dimensions are all happening at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. What deja vu is, just like psychic ability, it's actually a very short psychic experience. As a psychic, I tap into those dimensions to tell you about your past, to tell you about your present, or to tell you about your future. What deja vu is, is kind of like a hiccup where you accidentally tapped into the future <laughs> and then all of a sudden experienced it. Okay? And so you're just tapping into other dimensions. That's it. Wow. Does that make that sense, is, Jessica? That's me. I asked everyone, and they tell me different things, and I can't comprehend. Yours, I comprehend. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Chip. That's because you're, you're Thank wise, you, Jessica. You're yeah. wise. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Yeah, Bye-bye thanks now. for calling in, Jess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I've known her for a while. I, I'm always proud of her because, yeah, she she endures. You know, life likes and to she throw endures, stuff. But at she's, you. but Chip, she's reaching out too, and she's <laughs> wanting to learn, and she's open, and and everybody will would have a chance if they just open their hearts and mind mm-hmm. to want to hear something new and and trust. They hold on to such old beliefs so tightly because they're so insecure of letting them go because they're afraid that if they lose their old beliefs they won't have anything they'll lose themselves when in actuality if they let yeah if they let go of some of those old beliefs they'll actually find themselves and the real beliefs that they should have yeah well you know vince and i've been on my personal path to ascension you know i think we've talked about that before and the further i get into this thing the more time blurs you know those dimensions we're oh, yeah. talking about and yes people think that time is this one straight line you know the past is behind us the future ahead it's only about this moment and this moment right now uh that defines all the other moments you know, but they oh, absolutely, and it's pressure really on that interesting. Right now. <laughs> yes, and there's there's experts like uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's got so many books out there people can read. Um, I love them, including um, one of his best ones are "Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself." Anybody, mm-hmm. if you've not read that book, it's a fabulous book to read. And he actually talks about the different time dimensions and that they he was doing an experiment or part of an experiment they were trying to change something alter something i forgot what it was that they were trying to alter and they accidentally the group of them that was doing this experiment accidentally altered the past And so, so when we say we can't even change the past, oh, no, we can. Yeah. And Doc knew that. And Back to the Future, he knew we could change the past. Right, right. But he well, said, it's that no, grandfather no, no. paradox thing. That That's right. You don't want to cause that, you know, that great paradox. And But we can change even the past. So 
And you got to read it because I can't do it any justice. But Dr. Joe Dispenza was so great when he was explaining there was a second reality from the past that was different than the first reality of the past. So, and that was accidental change. Um, it's, it's so that's what I mean about everything here is it's like the living matrix. When we write movies, we write them for a reason. You know, we think that we can think new things here on the earth. You can't think new things. You're only tapping into things that already exist. Mm -hmm. That's what inspirations are. We may alter them, like in the Matrix, they have this false reality that's created by a computer, when in actuality, this false reality that we're living in right now is created by our minds, which is a computer. So, but but it, there's a truth to that. It's a whole hologram, and, and that's so deep, it's too difficult for a lot of people to understand. They'll get there. Yeah, it, it it is pretty deep, but but at the same time, you know, I mean, you look at the all the Einstein relativity theory where time and space are basically interlocked. They're they're you know. Oh yeah. And if you can warp space, like if gravity can warp space, it also uh, by product warps time. And I That's like right. to think that there's somewhere in space where we're still in 1969, December 3rd, 1969, uh, acting and behaving the way that we would have at that time. Somewhere in space, that place is there. Somewhere in space, it's December 3rd, 3012, you know. Um, well, here's what's going to happen, which which it came to me fairly recent. Um we're not going to change the past while we're living right here mm -hmm. in the now. We're trying to learn how to live in the now correctly. Mm -hmm. But what we're going to do eventually, when we're done coming down on the earth, we're actually going to go to our dimension where we can control the past. And we're going to realign everything just to make the picture the way it was meant to be, oh, and boy. everything will be positive and beautiful I, and well. I hope so, because I don't trust people messing with stuff. You know, I'm I'm concerned right now that we could be the last pure modern Homo sapiens. You know, for for all time, because they're starting to clone or mess with genetics. Pretty I know soon. that, and we could be. Your you're, kids, you're absolutely you know. right. Which will eventually be the beginning of our demise. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. It will all end, but this physical world will end, not the souls. The souls will never end. And even in the book of Revelation, it states, God states, that eventually my children will overcome the earth. And what he meant by that is we created a karma here down on earth. We actually weren't even supposed to incarnate on this planet, Chip. Right. We were supposed to come here to visit, visit and yeah. separate from the oneness in order to discover ourselves. That so mm -hmm. this is the way I liken it. Um, have Have you guys ever been to Disney World or Disneyland? Oh yeah, I've got a lot of things to say about that that I won't. <laughs> but yes, I've been there. Right, but a lot of yeah, but a lot of people love Disneyland and Disney World, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they but you would never the move there. No. Right, but you would never move there. But no. then why this was supposed to be a Disneyland and a Disney World right. for yeah, us. Kind of an amusement park. And we found That's right, but we moved famous. here because we got so sucked 
into the physical. So we created a karma, and now what we're trying to do is we're trying to repair that karma, the negative mm -hmm. karma that we caused here, mm -hmm. but we don't need to be here, and we don't need to repair anything, because every time we attempt to repair something and fix something, we wind up breaking it even more so. Yeah, or getting and frustrated at the process, or putting conditions on the process. Yeah. Right, yes, you ever see, yeah, that reminds me right away of Christmas time and the father putting together the kid's toy that he got for Christmas from Santa, right? <laughs> and, and all the pieces aren't going together and he gets so frustrated he just throws the whole thing apart. Yeah, right? in my life, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. Well, that's exactly what I feel we're doing to the earth and to our lives here. We keep trying to put it together and fixing it that we wind up messing it up. That's why we have to stop fixing things mm -hmm. and just start living ourselves and who we really are from this point on. You literally can clean the slate, wipe off the past, wipe out the scars and stop being influenced by them and start creating new beliefs and new thoughts and move forward from this day on. Yeah, it can be done, especially if you really think and you, look, you're, you're one of these wonderful people that help others. You know, in counseling and guiding them to see some uncomfortable truths, you have to face these things in order to get past them. Wow. And so that's a big service, you know. Wait, did you take my classes already, Chip? You sound <laughs> like you, you. I should be I should be maybe taking your classes. What am I talking about? Well, we just have a symbiosis. We do. You know? We see, do. Timmy sees it, too. We can't hear you, Tim. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I said you should take John's classes. Take right. whose classes? What? I didn't hear. Should take each other's classes. Oh, each other's, each other's yeah, classes. Absolutely, Fun. absolutely. Yeah. Or we'll trade readings, man. I'll give you a nice. Totally, trip. I love that. I love yeah. that. We still, you know, right. we still have that open offer. We gotta, we gotta actually live. Oh up yeah, to that's right. We never did that. We no, never no, did no. that. I remember now that you brought that up. We never did that. We got caught up in time. Well, let's make sure that happens. And Tim, you got to throw your insight in there too. You know. But yeah. that's why I'm telling you, you got to write your book when you yeah. have the chance, because you got a lot of insight in there. Yeah, we do need Timmy to write that book. Even <laughs> if I do a little bit at a time, you know, I need to start writing. Yes. Yeah, you can. So, so tell me. Um, I, I I know you're dealing with mom's mom's illnesses and stuff like that. How has she been doing lately? She's been doing real good. She was having trouble uh, a couple months ago with her uh, blood pressure was spiking a little bit until until we got her uh, medication regulated. She's been doing pretty good on it. Okay, and it's 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 important for the listeners to hear that because so many of them, Tim, Tim are taking care of loved ones, um, whether it be their parents, whether it be their spouses or their children, and they have to know: Are you? Um, how do you deal with it? Uh, you, it you, you said that it's taken up your time, so obviously it's not easy. It's not like a, a little hobby. So how are you dealing with that? I, I uh, go go to my apartment every so often just to get away from from all the stress of 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 you know being here. And there's there's been times where she said. You, you can go home now, Tim, for a while. You know, so I go home to my apartment for a couple hours. Then I come back at night when you know it's bedtime. So it's been working out pretty well. That's great. And do you find that 
like doing this show or doing your other show helps you with that? Doing the radio show helps out tremendously because I have a chance to talk to Chip and, and the guests are like-minded guests. Or, uh, they help out really well also. So it's great to have that um, community where I could talk to people who think like me. Because it's not easy out in the world, uh, especially out in public, you know, expressing myself when people think I'm crazy or they, they're not into UFOs and then the supernatural uh, at all. You know, so it's nice to have the outlet of, of, of doing a radio show. It sounds like what you're saying is that because of you're passionate about that, to be able to share what you're passionate about actually energizes you. Mm-hmm. Is that right. correct? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a- yeah, it feels right like a, a life purpose to us, you know, it's part of right. it. And, and it. And it really, it doesn't make a difference what it is that you're passionate about. You're giving a, a real prime example of what I try to teach others is the reason we have all come here with a passion and a purpose. And, and a lot of times it gets hidden because of the stories we've been through when we were younger. But it is so vital to bring it to the surface because it's not a matter of it tiring us. You're just saying you're helping. Listen to what you said, which is so important for people to hear. You are doing so many things. You're taking care of your mother, okay? And you're doing the best you can to support her, help her. And then you're doing the radio shows and you're sharing, but you're saying that the radio shows are not work. The radio shows are revitalizing you and giving you the energy to do the work of taking care of your mother. Exactly. It energizes me to to have the energy to, to do that. Exactly. So people need to understand when they have to retire Right. The word tire, T-I-R-E, is within the word retire. So what they're actually saying is they're getting over something that they're so tired of doing. So their job is not revitalizing them. It's not energizing them. They have to go home to be energized. But you guys and the work that I do, I get energized by this. Like right now. I'm not exhausted at the end of the night. I've been working and and doing readings all day long for people. I've been doing some of my work, and I get on the radio, and I talk with you, and the listeners hear me, and I'm revitalized to be able to go do my household chores. (laughs) Finding what you are passionate about Mm -hmm. and putting your heart into it, and no matter what hours that you're putting in with that, that actually is what opens you up and taps you into source and revitalizes you and gives you the energy to be able to deal with the rest of life. Yeah, and just like you were mentioning earlier about people that you know that are looking for jobs and so when are you going to get that job? Oh, you know, whenever. Uh, if they can look toward work and see within whatever jobs they're applying for, if they're indeed doing that, the benefits to them or their contributions, you know, you have an opportunity in any given job to follow the mission statement of whatever company it is you're going to work for. And what can you bring to them is something that is enlightening within. And it makes it a lot easier to enjoy the job you're doing. But there's also jobs open uh, out there somewhere (laughs) 
that do tie into your passions. You know? Absolutely. And 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 ones people should not just be going after things just for the money aspect of it or just to get the paycheck because there are all different. I know people that are working in jobs that I would never consider working in, but because some of their passion is within that job, it may not have every single aspect to do with what they love or what they're passionate about, but they found what you just said. They found what they are passionate about in their job, and they made that work, and so now that becomes fulfilling rather than mundane and tiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's success, and and it it lights them up, so they light people around them up on on the work setting and in the home setting, because they're Ab- happier. Absolutely, yeah. yes, absolutely. Like there, okay. So um, I've been on on some other radio sh- stations and shows at night, and a lot of times late at night. Um, some of the people that wind up listening to these radio shows have these night jobs, like truckers, for example. <laughs> yeah. I have had hundreds of truckers call me for readings and such. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I try to, to point out to them, yes, is it trucking a really difficult job? Oh, my God, yeah, it's really oh, difficult. Yes. Especially if you have a family, you're away from your family so much of the time. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, you have a chance to meet all these new people from from state to state, from city to city. Um, you have a chance to communicate and and really get into the human aspect of the work rather than just the physical aspect of the work. So I try to point out to all people the opportunity they have to make what they're doing into something that that fills them. Mm-hmm. and fulfills them more than the way they may be looking at it now. Yeah, and, and you know, it's actually a banner time to be talking about this sort of thing. Keep in mind that 2020 is right around the corner, and if you think about the year, let alone a brand new decade, 2020, I was talking to my friend Lois T. Martin, she's the best numerologist I've ever come across in my life. It's about vision, 2020. <laughs> 2020, and, it is about vision. Yes, it is. Yeah, and, and this what time does of year mean? is about reflection going into that vision, you know? That's right. It feels and, like and a Mercury retrograde almost, but this is the time to something also new. Mm-hmm. It's also about insight and seeing something new. It's about new beliefs as well. When you have 2020 vision, you get a little bit more clarity. You can see things more clearly, right? You can they can be defined more. You can actually have oh a new oh I never saw that before. It's it's like when you drive your car for a period of time, right? And then one day and you're fine. You're driving. You see clearly. You're fine. And then one day you go through the car wash. Okay, and you come out and you go, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I I didn't know my window was that dirty. Holy cow, look (laughs) at the sky. Oh, my gosh, I see the birds over there. Holy cow. Wait, when did they build that school? (laughs) Like, you know, my car. (laughs) Tell me about it. And mine, too. And and that's what the year is going to be about is seeing new things and believing in new things. And and if you can keep your vision open, you will gain great insights about yourself, about your future, about the the, the prospects of this planet and the world um, all next year. So prepare for that. Yeah. And and uh, 
Lois mentioned something I wanted to get your opinion on, but I think it, it added some clarity to what's coming, is that, you know, with this new year, new decade, and all the expectation, especially with 2020 and the, the that new decade, it takes really about four months or so to settle into the year before. So if for people going into 2020 thinking overnight, you know, something will be different or new or exciting, you know, we don't want to dash their hope or expectation. Just like, you know, it, it's a, it takes a while to when you're writing checks out <laughs> to remember the new year, you know, that you're in it. That's like, right. Now, here, here's, here's a way of likening that that everybody can understand. You go out and you buy a brand new pair of shoes, it, it takes a couple of weeks to months before you break in those shoes before they're comfortable. Mm -hmm. In yeah. the beginning, they're tight. Sometimes you get some sores, but if you give them a chance, right? What's, what is the shoe salesman? I actually used to sell shoes. As that was the ah. second job I had as a kid. Nice. Is I was a shoe salesman for, remember Tom McCann's? I sure do, yeah. Sure. Right, right. I yeah. love Tommy Cans. I was a shoe salesman there, and right. I used to tell everybody they're tight now, mm -hmm. but leather stretches give mm -hmm. them a chance to break in. They fit you fine. Yeah, and they and last people, forever, too, the Tommy That's Cans. right. And people have to understand the same thing as what you're saying now. It may be tight, but give it a chance to break in. Mm. All right. So don't don't have this expectation, like you said, of this great comfort and everything instantaneously overnight. You got to give it a chance. You're going to be doing <laughs> new work. You're going to be gaining new insight. Mm -hmm. You've got to see. You've got to get your glasses changed. You've got to get the prescription made yeah. before you can see. So give yeah. yourself a chance. But yes. Well, I, I want to ask you something, especially you, you know, uh, a, a real tell it like it is type of professional. Um, that, um, you know, people make uh, resolutions. I worked, I was a DJ in nightclubs, you know, <laughs> and that they'd always make these resolutions when they were drunk and then they would they'd be so disappointed when they couldn't they quit cigarettes or losing the weight or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, but um, I, I try to encourage people personally as part of what I feel is my duty uh, to do to encourage them to take the energy that they pour into their love relationships or their social relationships or friend relationships or family relationships, all that energy that they're expending upon the benefit of someone else and put it to themselves, you know, spoil themselves a little, love themselves, take that energy that they're so serving on other people and serve themselves with it. And it makes everything a bit brighter and a bit better. And again, it's a little tight at the beginning, <laughs> just like uh, making a resume. People don't like to brag about their, their past work or see what they really contributed to in whatever job they had. I don't know why people are so uncomfortable with that. You know, it's much oh, easier because to because they're not used to it. Yeah. Chip, Chip, we hear the word no and we're doing it wrong most of our lives before we hear we're doing it right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, as children, that's all we've heard. So, so um, it actually, um, John Gray, Dr. John Gray, who wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, mm -hmm, one mm -hmm. of his first books that he wrote, which I forgot the title of, <laughs> he wrote in it 
that our self-appreciation and self-love begins to break down from the first unconscious negative message we receive that we should mm -hmm. not appreciate ourselves. Yeah. And can, can I it, point out for a moment that it's it doesn't come from us. Most of the things that have contributed to our biases, our prejudgments, our pre-expectations, our opinions that came from somebody uh, older or different than us <laughs> yes, when we were too course. young to formulate these things on our own. So they're not even our beliefs. No, they're with. not our beliefs. They were given to us as children. Mm -hmm. I call it in my, I've got some workshops out there online called God, it's not working. And I divide the mind into different parts. And in our youths, we have what's called an environmental made mind. Besides the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious mind, we have the environmental made mind. It's where we harbor our first set of beliefs that are created for us. I call them environmental made because as children, we're sponges, we just absorb and we, we interpret um, the negative message because we're egocentric that there's something wrong with us. Right. So it's it's like and John Gray does a perfect example of this. It's like little Johnny comes home from school and he has an A on his report card and he goes to his mother. Mommy, look at the A I've got. I'm so smart. And the first thing his mother turns around and says is, oh, Johnny, don't compliment yourself. That doesn't sound good. Yeah, right. So that's the first message. My daughter went through that. Now, a perfect example. But, it, but that's the first message that we're getting. And so, yes, that's why it's so uncomfortable for us to compliment ourselves and accept compliments and be able to say, wow, I did a good thing because we were constantly told that was the wrong thing to do. Thank you. And it's so there's where the messages lie. And here's what you said before about taking the energy from giving to others or doing doing for others all the time the reason why that happens and you're so right about that is because when it, it's a defense mechanism mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you have such low self-esteem and self-belief you're not going to devote your time towards you. You're going to give it on to others as a means to earn their love. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Because that's what we used to do when we even grew up. Mm -hmm. All right? Mommy or daddy or the teacher in school, um, if you do this for me, you'll get a penny or you'll get a dollar or you'll get an A on your report card. So we learned that the only way to gain reward and to gain appreciation and love is by working our butts off for somebody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Of course yeah. it's the truth. And yeah, well, that's so, validation because these other people would give the validation even if, even if it's just manipulative only and they want you to keep giving to them. <laughs> Definitely of course they do, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and here's the thing about that, Chip. Actually, nobody takes advantage of anybody. Yeah. We give advantage to people. But then, Thank you for but saying then that. On the other hand, then on the other hand, though, if someone does something for you and you think it's coming from their heart, then they turn around and say, look what I've done for you. Right, yeah, exactly. Well, then then it doesn't that, come from their heart, then. <laughs> Tim, that's exactly what I'm talking about. The reason why people give, for the most part, you cannot give what you don't give to yourself first. That's the bottom line. Everybody needs to know that.
Mm-hmm. When you are, it's because you're trying to get something. And when you don't get it, that's when you verbalize your disappointment. Mm-hmm. Do you know many people I know that do all this volunteering and then sit there to complain with me about <laughs> how unappreciated they are? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought you were volunteering and giving your time unconditionally. Well, of course I am, but you think that they would appreciate that? Or I ask them for one favor, and they don't even do anything for me. And and I'm like, well, then you're not giving. You're giving for a reason, aren't you? Yeah, and that's that's a huge irony, though, you know. Yes, it is an irony. Unconditional is a huge irony, because we put conditions on everything. So, like you said, you have to find some unconditional acceptance within or for yourself before you can see it in others. Yeah, and you know the hardest part? Try telling that to a parent who is loving a child. Mm -hmm. Well, Because it's it's the same thing. Well, we, we do, and I, I'm sure you'll get a kick out of this because we talk to a lot of people that help others that are in trauma. And the people in their community or family or uh, friendship or, or loveship that are trying to help them, we talk about people with post-traumatic stress, for example, that the loving person who's trying to help them will say, well, snap out of it. <laughs> you know, It's been a year. You should be over this by now. It yeah. takes as long as it takes, especially because it's the individual themselves that has to turn the corner, not the loving family member. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know, right? Snap and out. you know what? People say that because they're not going through it themselves, they don't understand, and they don't know what else to say to help. Mm-hmm. All right? It's like I dealt with that as a grief counselor because I, wor- I worked as a hospice social worker for several years, wow. and I helped over 500 patients transition to the other side while Thank helping you. their Thank support. You. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. And the, and when people are grieving for a lost loved one, they don't know what to say. So they'll say things like, oh, your, your loved one is in a better place now. Or, well, at least she's not feeling any more pain or discomfort. And, yeah. and the person who's going through the grief is like, um, I would have rather her be here, or I'd rather, <laughs> rather yeah. be here. What, what's yeah. wrong with what this about, place? What about my pain and discomfort? Yeah, what about That's yeah, right, and my pain and discomfort. And so they never know what to say rather than just being there with the person. You don't have to say anything. You know, sometimes just holding a person's hand and sitting there and letting them know whenever you want to talk, I'm here. Yeah. And just sitting with them in their quietness, in their hurt, in their pain, in their sorrow. Just sit there with them. It speaks volumes, that silence. That you know. Absolutely. You don't have to try to fix them. But like you said, it's that giving. That's why people do that, because they're actually, it's easier to try to fix somebody else than it is to fix yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were, we were talking about that earlier on uh, Supernatural Realm. <laughs> There's yeah. Tim Roxbury's great show. Um, that if you do... St- just to, to some for to go up and compliment somebody on the job they've done or how they look on any particular day, not because you want to get something or not for any manipulative purpose, just because it's what's in your heart. People so often say, "Well, if you got a problem with somebody, say it." You know, I say no. If you've got some some compliment 
to offer somebody or something nice about them. You think, why don't we say that? We should be saying that more often. It spreads hope and cheer. That, you said something very profound that actually began all my work after I, even before I had my spiritual awakening. The one thing that I found it important because I had been through so much torment is to find any reason to be able to compliment somebody because the compliments they have had few of and the criticisms they've had the most of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I used to find, and, and here was the odd thing, people didn't know how to take it. They always asked me, okay, Vincent, what are you after? And I would say, nothing more than making you smile. Right. And they couldn't understand that. Well, yeah, I know. A lot of people get so used why. to being manipulated. That's why. Exactly. Yeah. I made my livelihood out of helping people to feel good about themselves and believe in themselves. And people will say, you make me feel love or you make me feel like I'm part of God. And that's like the greatest compliment that I can receive is that they've gotten that. And yes, do I have to shake them by the shoulders sometimes? But in the process of shaking them by the shoulders at the same time, I'm letting them know how magnificent they are really and that this is the life that they can have. They don't have to become another person, just let go of some of the old stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, a compliment, and, and, and I just took some classes that even stated that. Even in the Bible, it says anything that you can find good about another person to say is a blessing on your part. And, mm -hmm. and I don't do it for the blessings. I do it for their blessings. Because yeah, I don't hear that passage used that it. often either. <laughs> People just don't <laughs> run around quoting that passage, I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, they, you can say something great <laughs> about anybody and everybody, because here's the thing. Even the bad guy doesn't want to be bad. Mm -hmm. I, and here's proof. I had some uh, retired Hells Angels for, as clients, as patients uh, on hospice. Okay? Mm -hmm. So a couple of them were dying. Now, these were bikers, tough yep. guys, piercings and tattoos everywhere, right? Yep. Nobody that I would normally hang out with. But all I saw of this person is the heart, their soul, and the fact that they were suffering and dying. Mm -hmm. Well, they embraced me. They called me their bubba. And apparently... <laughs> In this community, that's a great yeah. compliment, right? That is a huge compliment, yeah. Oh, it I, is I, a huge compliment. I had some and, friends that were Hells Angels. Yeah. Yes, and they would invite me over to their events, and mm -hmm. I would be with them, and I was with them as much as possible to hold their hands while they were dying. Mm -hmm. And because I saw their love, they acted differently. They they were genuinely loving to me mm -hmm. oh, yeah. and, and uh, to others around them, and it's like that that's who they really were the, the that rest really was, is yeah plus yes, you become untouchable nobody in the world can mess with you once they love you that's a beautiful thing to know oh yeah totally it's just <laughs> like you know i i would go to the office and i'm kind of like are you okay i know you've got this client i'm like no don't worry about it i'm their bubba and they're like you're <laughs> kidding me i'm like no man they're humans and and they would open up and they would tell us tell me why they were the way they were and what they were so frustrated about 
about. And guess what? It was all real legitimate stuff. They just didn't take care of life in a legitimate way. You know, it was very anarchy to them. But they were right about a lot of their beliefs and 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 what they were feeling. So everybody, even the worst guy mm-hmm. or, or girl, has the greatest, deepest heart and soul with inside of them because they're all from God. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, you know, and Timmy and I talk about this a lot. Um, you know, I went to high school with guys that ultimately grew up to kill people. And so they ended up murderers, and that one act, whether it was a, a rash and really bad judgment or something they thought about for a long time and decided to act on, becomes their legacy, period. But these kids, when they were, when I knew them, they would mow their next door neighbor's lawn because their next door neighbors couldn't move around too well. They didn't ask money for it. You know, they were church going. They did a lot wow. of really decent things, but they will forever, including in, in a paranormal setting, you know, we go to these places where people have uh, killed or been killed. And that's just the only legacy left. And it erases all the valuable things, good or bad, that they did throughout their entire life. Right. It does, yeah, yeah, because of all the pain and the hurt that they've ever went through themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't mean to kill. They don't even know that they can't kill. They're only taking the physical body. They can't kill the soul. And um, and they learn that once they get to the other side, and now they've got to deal with those choices. And, and it is not easy for them, mm. but everybody has a chance. Even Hitler is, is working right now on healing his soul and, and is seeing his hurts and seeing his pain. That man was sexually molested by his mother and his father. Mm-hmm. Until he was 13 years old. He wasn't trying to conquer the world. He was kind of trying to conquer his uh, pain. His parents. Yeah. His, his parents. And his parents. Yes. Well, we the hurt say that the he same went about through. Lizzie Borden, you know, than the legacy yes. that she's carried. And they still have a property where all sorts of paranormalists go and make novelty of this thing. But it was a rather horrible life that she had, you know. I've, That's I've talked right. to people in spirit under the similar circumstances where they had one choice. They could either take out their punisher or take themselves out of the equation. You know, a, a lot of them who took themselves out of the equation didn't feel like they could pass into the light because they sinned. You know, they took themselves out of the equation. But right. if they, took, if they took their punisher out of the equation, that's murder. You know, so, right, Tim. Tim, what yeah. were you saying? I said it's either kill or be killed. Well, that's that's exactly the attitude that people that do have, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I know I had it, so it's so interesting because that was the first discussion I had with my dearest friend when all of this was transpiring with me, the spiritual awakening just before it happened, a week before it happened. We sat down until 6 o'clock in the morning. We were arguing um, philosophically. If a burglar came into your house and threatened the lives of your family, would you kill him to save your family? Mm. And that was a theoretical discussion we had. And of course, he said, of course I would. I would do anything to save my family. And I told him, you actually harmed your family more by killing the perpetrator, the, the, the intruder, than letting him kill you. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
Well, and you know, it's this... a hard concept to understand, but and... you got to know that we can't kill each other. We're not taking away anything. So the act is an act that you then have to live with. It's not about it being a, against the commandment. Those command, there's a reason why, and they're not commandments, they're guidelines. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why God gave those inspirationally to us. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with his or her laws. It has to do with what makes us feel bad about ourselves. Right. And and I'm going to ask you to hold that thought because we're almost at break time again. Uh, and we will talk uh, about that. Plus, there's a universal law of balance, you know, maybe because we're not on the food chain anymore. Natural death just ain't enough balance. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of ways you could look at it. Anyway, speaking of balance, we're going to balance in a commercial break. You're listening to Late Night in the Midlands. Guest host Chip Reichenthal and his guest co-host Tim Roxbury. I get to be yeah. Yeah, Tim, Tim, he's my co-host tonight, and the great Vincent Jenna. Uh, we'll announce that phone number again after the break. We'll still take calls if you want to call in and talk to Vincent Jenna. We'd love that. Meantime, don't touch that dial. Stay right here. Uh, right after this break, we'll be back with more. So stick around. I've been drifting on the sea of heartbreak, trying to get myself ashore for so long. Listening to the strangest stories Wondering where it all went wrong For so long For so long But hold on, hold on, hold on To what you got Mondays from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Kindness Beyond the Veil, even in the darkest realms of mysteries, good things happen. Kind, even loving things in the paranormal, psychic world, extraterrestrials, mystical healing, light workers, starseeds, things that have astounded us since the beginning of time do have a love-based side to them. And we'll show you on Kindness Beyond the Veil every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with your host, Chip Reichenthal. Leading into Michael Barra's Late Night in the Midlands show at 9 Eastern, making Mondays worthy of looking forward to right here on WCETFM, because that's where the action is. LM Merchandise is finally here. We have a large selection of shirts, hats, wall clocks, phone cases, stickers, jewelry, and much more. It's been a long time coming, but it's worth the wait. With great prices and quality products from Calf Press. Just go to LateNightInTheMidlands.com and click the big blue banner at the top of every page. Every purchase helps keep LNM Radio on the air, so stock up and tell the world you're a late-nighter. So again, go to www.LateNightInTheMidlands.com and click the big blue banner at the top of every page. Food independence, emergency preparedness, self-reliance. MyPatriotSupply.com Get our survival seed vault and feed your family from your own garden for just $37.95. Our non-hybrid heirloom seeds are genuinely American, just like you. Your survival needs and survival seeds are at MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com Self-reliance. MyPatriotSupply.com 
I want to tell you all about up-and-coming research related to one man's quest to show the proof. Proof of God's existence hidden in our government's records. Proof they are monitoring people having religious experiences. Records of images in different spectrums of light. This up-and-coming research is from author Jose Calazzo, and he has released two books titled America's New Slavery, FMRI Technology, and America's New Slavery, Behind the Scenes and Updates. You see, Jose Calazzo sets out to prove God does exist and that our government has records on God's existence. He has researched USGS records showing an increase in earthquakes and nuclear testing. He presents U.S. patent records, further proving fMRI technology, 660 patents to date on the ability to read a person's thoughts. He's also dug up U.S. patents filed on weather modification and subliminal messages sent to the brain on a secondary frequency behind a main broadcast. This is all in Jose Calazo's research and upcoming research. He is Jose Calazo. He can be found on Amazon.com. What is the supernatural realm exactly? Why do people have paranormal or mystical experiences? There's some science behind it they're not looking at. Why do some people have negative encounters and others don't? What are the best methods to use and is there some new truth to them? We'll ask these questions on the hit radio show, Supernatural Realm with Tim Roxbury, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with your co-host Chip Reichenthal. Supernatural Realm, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 to 9 Eastern, leading into Michael Vera's Late Night in the Midlands at 9, right here on WCETFM, because that's where the action is. Hi, everyone. This is Maggie Hart. And Peter Klein. Join us Friday nights for the Positude Podcast. From 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on WCETFM. Why subscribe to Late Night in the Midlands, you ask? Well, I'll tell you why. Late Night in the Midlands covers everything. And through the thousands of expert guests who have joined Michael Vera on his show, come pieces of the big puzzle, which started many years ago. Michael and his guests reveal information dating back to the beginning of time. To this very moment, Michael Vera not only brings you the best guests with the best information, but Michael is not afraid to call out those who are less than honest. You see, in this day and age, we need a radio show we can count on and a radio host we can trust to expose the truth one show at a time. So become a late-nighter and subscribe now. Talk radio like no other. Late Night in the Midlands, bringing the truth back to talk radio. Step right up, step right up. No tricks, no magic, nope, nope. Just real people covering real issues. When you're tired of the circus, join the veterans of talk radio for serious discussions on the topics you care about. L&M Radio, WCET, bringing the truth back to talk radio. Leaving the circus to them. WCET FM, where the fun never ends.
Late Night in the Midlands archives are huge. We have a large selection of show, topics, years to choose from, going back seven years worth of archives, and even more to come. So help support this LNM radio broadcast and the station that covers everything, WCET-FM, because without you, there really is no us. Subscribe now and download a free copy of my book, Lessons from the Other Side. But most of all, you help us bypass the censorship and continue to bring you the best guests with the best information right here on LNMR and WCET-FM. Go to LateNightInTheMidlands.com and subscribe today. Never missing a show. All too often, I wake up in the middle of the night. I wake up and my bed starts shaking. I hear things. I had just laid down to bed, starting to doze off, and all of a sudden, I hear this, like, kicking at the wall. I see things. I look toward my closet door, and there's this this face, this, like, orangish-red face. Sometimes I see strange beings standing around me. Well, I would get these, what I call, visitations at night. How could I tell anyone? And I could not get the police department to listen to me on it. And I wonder who would even believe me. You're not going to believe what happened to me on the ride home. What should I do? I'm trying to decide what to do. Late night in the Midlands. It's worth the wake. You can listen 24 hours a day, 7 days a week through the Paranormal Radio app. Available from lnmradionetwork.com or talkstreamlive.com on both Android and Apple. Our call to listen line is open 24-7. Dial 701-719-9704 so you can listen on the go. Become a late-nighter and subscribe now. LateNightInTheMidlands.com Exposing the truth, one show at a time. From the east coast of the United States, the capital city, Columbia, South Carolina, you're listening to Late Night in the Midlands with your host, Michael Vera. We got the wild child going on here, and yes, that announcer was half right. You are listening to Late Night in the Midlands, and just we have guest hosts tonight. Uh, yours truly, Chip Reichenthal, and my my co-host in Bizarro World here because he's usually host that I show that I co-host on. The, the great Tim Roxbury, our phenomenal guest Vincent Jenna, uh, will be with us for a little while longer. He's he's uh, turns out he has a very important client. In the morning, he has to rest up for. So we're going to let Vince go a little early. Meantime, uh, your last chance to call in if you wanted to talk to Vince and Jenna. And, but you can call in later and talk to Chip Reichenthal or Tim Roxbury, too. I, I've got my tarot cards. I'll give readings. <laughs> <laughs> the show must go on, man. Uh, the, the line to call in tonight is 985 985- 
218-218-0185. We'll give you that number one more time, nice and slow, so you can write it down if you want to call in for Vince and Jenna in the next 15 minutes or so, or Tim and Chuck after that, <laughs> up until the beautiful midnight hour on the East Coast. The number is 985 218 0185. Uh, Vincent, uh, remind the listeners again where they can uh, reach you, get a hold of you, and then I got another weird question for you. All they have to do is go to vincentjenna.com. That's with a G-E-N-N-A. And they can link up with all my social media. I've got Facebook, my Vincent Jenna MSW is my Facebook page. I've got an Instagram account. I've got a Twitter account. They can communicate with me. I'm going to be doing even Facebook live events Ooh. once a week on Sunday evenings, 8.30 Eastern Time, so that people can link in with me, ask me for readings, ask me to make a connection for them. Ah, when are you going to start I doing that? I'm going to, well, right as soon as the, the holidays are over, so in the beginning of 2020, it's going to be a lot easier for me to start then. Um, but right now, I do have my own, well, I'm hosting a Unity radio show. There's so many wonderful hosts on Unity online radio, and I host a show at noon every Wednesday, and that's uh -huh. noon Eastern time. Eastern time. Um, and they can even call in then, and I have a lot. They've got podcasts of all the shows that I've had so far, um, so if they get then they go to my website, they can link to that, or just go to unityonlineradio.org, and um, it, they'll find all of the wonderful podcasts and so much information there. Excellent. Yeah, if you're ever stuck for a guest, you know, Timmy and I probably be right. <laughs> we can, there you we can go. Yeah, yeah, out, yeah. Right? Okay. I got it. I got it. I love it. I love can, it. Yes, I'll be in touch. We can so what's your weird Mike, question? For you. All right. Here's my weird question, because, you know, it's something, again, that, that Timmy and I see a lot, and because you've been part of the psychic and medium worlds. Um, when people, because sometimes we were conferences or whatever, and people usually approach us, we just look approachable, I suppose, with uh, stories about uh, extraterrestrial contact or, or uh, things uh, they, they believe that they had some sort of communication with a, a ghost. I don't like that word particularly, but earthbound spirit, perhaps, or, or I think that they may have uh, talked to someone, a lost loved one, in more of a mediumistic setting. A lot of people, you know, I think the one generality I can say about our listeners is that they're always so much more capable than they believe themselves to be whether it's uh, with intuition or just life in general. You know, they, they never give themselves enough credit and they're always better than even they believe themselves to be. But there are people that are very uncomfortable bringing this up with somebody else in the first place. There's some social risk going on there. Do you see that that often? Or for listeners who feel like their intuitive ability is crispening up, and that's a very common thing too. Something, something encouraging to, yeah, like Demi, something encouraging to offer them or, or some advice. If, if yeah, actually it's become more normalized than they expect. Okay, so, and here's an example. My wife works in the regular world, and she actually works for a company that does radio research, 
Um, so she deals with a lot of executives um, through bank accounts, uh, accounting firms, lawyers, right? And so whenever she has her meetings and they're, you know, casual or that they, they go out to lunch or anything like that, um, they get into conversations. And one of the first questions they ask her is, so what does your husband do? And um, uh, back 37 years ago, she was very uncomfortable saying, well, he's, you know, he's a counselor. Yeah, he couldn't really say that, say that. right? <laughs> yeah. Right, no. Well, now she says, oh, he's a psychic medium and spiritual teacher. And their response is, oh, my gosh, that sounds so interesting. Tell me yeah. more. Right, yeah. yeah. All right. Don't be afraid anymore to be able to share your stuff because here's the thing the 80 percent of the people in this world well yeah let me let me make the numbers even a little bit more reasonable for everybody to understand a hundred percent of the people across the board have had some kind of experience we're all intuitive we're all spiritual beings. We all have souls. Every one of us has experienced something. You can't help it. It's there. Mm-hmm. Spirits are around. Our loved ones are around. Our guides are around. God's around. Whatever is around is around. Mm-hmm. 70% of them acknowledge it. 20% of them don't talk themselves out of it. Mm-hmm. 10% ignore it completely. Mm-hmm. But yeah. everybody experiences it. I'm telling you that now. So when you just happen to now, okay, if you're sitting around in Starbucks and you're having a coffee and your friend goes, so what's going on with you? Oh, my God, an extraterrestrial came down and stood in front of my bed and abducted me last night. <laughs> okay. You know, they may turn around and go, you know what? It's getting late, and I just forgot I have an appointment back home. i got to go home. Um, I, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow or another day. You know? Mm-hmm. You, you can't just blow people's mind away that way. But if you start talking about it and going, do, do you ever believe in weird things, you know, happening like space stuff? And you open up a door for conversation, you're going to hear the other person go, oh, yeah, I just saw this show the other night. Do you know that there are people out there who have been abducted? I believe in that stuff, man. Now you have the opportunity of going, the, well, the you opening. know what? Right. I kind of have a feeling that something like that may have happened to me. Are you serious, man? I am telling you more times than not the person you share it with. Because, first of all, like attracts like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very true. All That's right, so that means track. on your your core. Now, personality styles, it may show opposite, but your core of cores, you're going to attract somebody with the same kind of core and the same kind of inner beliefs. Again, it may not show on the outside as much, but they're down there, and somehow, some way, they'll surface. And so you've got to trust that if you have a conversation and you bring it up the right way, you can talk about it. So don't be afraid to talk about it, especially today. Right now, the government has recently released, because there was a, um, um, a movement against Area 51. You guys know that, right? There was a storming of people mm-hmm. again on fi- Area 51. Well, guess what? The government finally came out and released all their information about Area 51. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and other doctors and scientists who've been working on spacecraft from another 
other universes have come out and talked about their work. So it's out in the known now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll occasionally, I was on a radio show, but it was, yeah, it was one of those, those very odd serious XM radio shows where, you know, was that these really hardcore listeners, I mean, the F bomb came out of this guy's mouth more <laughs> than any other word. I mean, it was it was crazy, and he wanted to talk about aliens, and his callers called in, and now, and here was the ironic thing. So many of his callers were calling me a jerk, an idiot, but they were very um, ignorant people because they couldn't even have a regular conversation, right? But then amongst them, there were callers and people who wrote me that said, I've experienced things. I'm so glad you talked about it because you normalized it for me. Mm. There, are, there are people dying to have those conversations. They're, they don't are, and they don't be, know who to start it up with. But don't be afraid. Just be you. I am 65 years old, and the one greatest compliment I've ever received in my life is somebody just recently said, man, when you are on the stage, off the stage, having coffee, sitting down, having dinner, you are the same person. You are completely genuine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, absolutely, I don't know how else to be. And it was all because I accepted all of me. I don't need to wear different hats. If you don't like me, you're not going to like the rest of me. So (laughs) this is who you get, whether I'm in a business meeting, whether I'm with uh, an executive, a CEO. If I was with the Pope, I'd be talking exactly the same way. And it's good when you're genuine because, you know, then you know if people accept you or don't accept you, you know exactly where you stand because you're not changing who you are. I want that hidden. Yeah. Right. People yeah. can't be afraid to be themselves. That's the most important thing. Don't be afraid to share that. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to talk about it. And look for, there are so many organizations out there now. There has been a great consciousness shift in all of this spiritual, metaphysical, and paranormal stuff. There mm-hmm. are, I mean, I've spoken for so many organizations. There are a plethora of, or just look up spiritual organizations, metaphysical organizations. You'll get five million hits. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> exactly. There is always somebody to talk to, to share your story, to share your experience. Stop hiding it because it's not allowing you to be you. It could be a very profound experience. Like there's so many people that have had near-death experiences and they went through something and they don't know who to talk to. They don't know who to talk to. Right. There's an International Association of Near-Death Studies, IONS. It's an, it's an international organization of people from all over the world who gather in different chapters in different states. Every single state has an IONS organization. Um, there's afterlife research organizations everywhere to talk about and to research your experiences with the afterlife, with mediumship. You don't have to be a professional medium in order to get information this Plenty of information out there. So don't hide in the spiritual closet. It's not who you're meant to be. I've got one more question. I'm going to have Demi ask a question because I'm sure he's got one or two. We want to make sure that we get you to bed on time, you know. (laughs) I know, really. Go ahead. You ask me the questions. Go ahead. 
Um, since we're talking about uh, spirit, uh, or even extraterrestrials, if you will, uh, there is, at least in our eyes, a seeming misconception about the percentage that are malicious and not malicious, you know, the difference between a benevolent encounter and uh, a non-benevolent encounter. But from our experience, you know, the evil is much, much smaller in percentage than most people are led to believe. Uh, how do you feel about that particular state? Okay. Um, you're right. There's definitely less evil than, than not. However, however, I do want to clarify stuff. Okay. When it comes to extraterrestrial, there is no such thing as a non-benevolent extraterrestrial. Albert Einstein was the first one to say, in order for any being to escape their universe, to travel to another universe, they would have to control and really own spiritual principles because they have to dematerialize from one dimension to go into another dimension. In order to do that, you have to be a master. And masters don't go from one universe to another universe to hurt people. So it's nonsense that there are aliens that are going to come down and suck the brain out of your head. Now, there are now, that's not to say that there's not tougher extraterrestrials, but here's the way they're tougher. It's tough love. You can have a family of, like, say, four brothers or four sisters or two brothers and two sisters. Doesn't make a difference, right? Mm -hmm. And three of them are more patient and more tolerant, and they're looking at the fourth one, right? And he's not getting his act together or she's not getting his act together. And maybe after a while, two of them are still kind and, and soft and gentle. And the third one's like, all right, when are you going to get your act together now, okay? I love you. I care about you. You need to stop what you're doing because you're hurting yourself. You're being stupid. Now change. Okay, so that happens in a family. It's tough love, but it's still love. Well, that's how there may be some of those extraterrestrial beings that love us, and but they're tougher on us because they're so tired of us hurting ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so they're showing maybe tougher love. And that could be what people become frightened of, but it's their own fears that create that anyway. Yeah, that's why yeah. there's such a correlation of sightings of UFOs, for example, where nuclear armaments are built. It's tough Wait, love. Okay. They're Around nuclear armaments. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're absolutely concerned. They Now, okay, we can go into such long stories about UFOs, too, and I think we talked about it already because I've actually become very affiliated with ufology, MUFON, and, um, and, and, and people that are noted for their great connection with alien contact and, and even the government and the FBI, CIA, NASA, um, and all this stuff, they are not afraid of our nuclear armament coming into their environment. You remember the old sci-fi movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still? Sure, yeah, and the remake right. with uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay, well, it was about, you know, the guys coming down, the, the alien came down to warn us that if we don't stop doing what we're doing, they're going to destroy us because our nuclear stuff is getting into their 
planetary it, system it is, in the universe. Yeah. It right. leaks into the. It's not just this this planet that it will. Well, hamper. you're it's absolutely right. Universe. But here's here's the thing that nobody has to worry about. It can't leak into another dimension. It can only stay in ours. All right. Remember, in order to get into another dimension, you have to be able to dematerialize. You have to be open so you can blow up. And, and we set it up. God set it up that way purposely. So we can never interfere in our brothers and sisters homes elsewhere. Never. Because then they would be victims to us now, wouldn't they? Mm. Well, there's yeah. no such thing as victimization in any universe. So, therefore, it's all under control. We'll destroy ourselves. We'll destroy our own planet, our own bodies, but we can never destroy any other universe. Yeah. Okay? So, that goes with that. Now, as far as spirits on Earth, the benevolent and the non-benevolent ones, I hate the word ghost too, but it's one of the words that people understand. There are spirits that have not crossed over, mm -hmm. that are tied to this Earth, and then there are spirits that have crossed over. All the ones that have crossed over, they're all loving, they're all great, they're all going to help us, they're all doing their own work. Mm -hmm. It's the ones that are stuck here that can be angry and mad and and misery enjoys company, and they love fear, and they and and so they'll do everything they can to to try to scare us. But they cannot harm us anymore. Actually, they can harm us less. If you want to consider being able to shoot us, no spirit can shoot us or right. kill the human body. That's right. number one. And and can, we have more energy than they do. As and we have people. more energy, right? They have no bodies anymore. However, they have the same influence on us as any other living being, and it's like the water cooler effect. You know, the water cooler effect and phenomena is two guys go to the water cooler to take a break at work. And one starts complaining about the boss. And now the other one starts feeding into that. Yeah, I know what you mean. He's a jerk. So now one of the girls come over and she's getting a break and she's drinking some water. And she joins in on the conversation. And then another employee comes over and they join in on the conversation. And after a while, you've got the entire office so mad, so angry, they want to strike and quit. And everybody's going to up in arms against the, the, the boss, right? That's the water cooler effect. Yeah. Well, the same thing can happen with spirits whispering in your ears. If That's you're true. upset about something. We love our boss. I just wanted to say that. Absolutely. But there <laughs> you go. Once good. In a let's us do his show and everything. <laughs> there you go. Right. Right. We love but our but boss. that's if, if you don't let a human influence you, then you don't have to worry about a spirit, a negative spirit influencing you either. Mm -hmm. So that's the bottom line. And the more positive you become and the spiritual journey you take to heal yourself, that's going to automatically protect you. I yeah. do absolutely. Absolutely nothing to protect myself, no ritual, no special prayer, and I can walk into the most haunted place, the most negative place, and I am not affected by it not at all because that's the real I've law of done right my, <laughs> that's right, I've that's done my own inner work. Yeah. Um, what was your question, Tim? Yeah, Tim's got one. First, I wanted to briefly ask you your opinion of attachments, because that, that kind of, um, that concerns us when people 
think they'd be, you know, their life sucks, so it must be a negative attachment or a demand. There you attachment. go. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that because I had a client today who was asking me the exact same question because she saw these evil eyes in one of her friends. We are co-creators with the God Force because we're attached to that. And and that's who we are. That's the power, using the manifesting power, the law of attraction. Whatever power there is out there, we use it. Well, we're so great at creating, we can create our own demons. Mm -hmm. Just the same as we can create our own angels. A lot of times, angels in the other dimension get credit for things we're creating, okay? <laughs> that's a very good point, yeah. Exactly. And But on the other hand... The demons and evil spirits get the credit for the negative beings we create. You absolutely can create your own devil. <laughs> and so an attachment is a person's inner hurts, inner pains, inner demons being manifested so physically that it seems like an outside force attached to them. And others, I do not respect any practitioner who reinforce any, and they call themselves spiritual practitioners. I do not respect any spiritual practitioner who reinforces the idea that a person can have attachments, and they're removing them. Oh, you're not going to believe all the spirits I removed from this person. She was over this other person's house who's really negative, and she brought her energy with her or an attachment with her, and I removed it. No, you didn't. You fooled yourself, and you fooled your client. And that client can have the same problem over and over again because you didn't empower your client to know that she is control over her own yeah. life or his own life. That's it. It, it's, it is empowerment. That's our concern because people are allowing themselves to give their personal power away to something invisible that we don't even know for sure exists or not. So. Well, they want to give it away, Chip, because they have another excuse. In this <laughs> metaphysical world now, it's another. It, in, it, as a psychotherapist, they, we we develop these um, disorders. So, in order to understand how to help somebody, well, mm -hmm. because the paranormal field has become so powerful, we are actually been adding different disorders to what's called the diagnostic manual. Mm -hmm. and and it's about people who believe that they have attachments, people who also believe that they're parasitic. There is parasitic disorder mm -hmm. disease mm -hmm. where people believe there's something living inside of them that's eating at them. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. Well, it's the same thing that people, and what they're doing is it's so much easier to believe you have got an evil spirit attached to you that's ruining your life than to believe you're the one who's doing it. Mm -hmm. It's much easier to believe. Yeah, of course. And so they use it as an excuse, and and they're enabled, and they're being enabled into believing that. But the, but that's the one thing I will I will constantly break when people turn around and tell me that, and tell I'll tell them right from the get go. Thank you. you will never heal yourself if you keep holding on to that belief. Thank you, and God bless you for saying that. Yeah, Timmy's been patiently waiting with this question. Go ahead, Timmy. Go ahead, and then I got to run. But go ahead. Mm -hmm. Okay, I was wondering what your thoughts are on um, the Watchers. Okay, you explain to me what you believe the Watchers are. Well, I heard, I heard uh, that they were like seven aliens kind of watching over the planet Earth and what, what, what worked. Oh, okay, what we're doing. all right, yeah. All right, I got the same. I wanted to make sure that we were on the same 
a path here with that. Okay, it's more than seven aliens. Actually, there is a council, that, and the council has been in touch with me. They're the ones that started communicating with me so that I can teach in my work that I do because I am out there, and they see that. They want me to start correcting the fallacies and the ridiculous concepts like we were talking about, the, the benevolent and the uh, malevolent, um, the not-so-benevolent aliens, and, and they want me to correct all of those, those things. So it is a council that is made up of different species. There may be seven of them, but I think that that's another human number that we just grabbed hold of. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they, they interchange. Um, it's, it's almost like Starfleet, okay, from Star Trek. <laughs> there, there, there's a galactical council out there, but they are watching over us. It's a member from every universe, um, mm-hmm. and they do change. They change. They don't stay. It's not the same one group of people because they know that other you know, uh, influences can help more sometimes. And so they do watch over us. They, they try. They, they did originally stop their other extraterrestrials from coming down. That's why there was such a gap between the beginning of our time and then the more modern time mm-hmm. where they weren't showing up anymore. In the beginning, they did because they were actually told, stop it. Stop helping your brothers and sisters down there. They've got to learn for themselves. You had a chance to learn for yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't do their homework for them. Right. Well, right. Plus, and, plus, there wasn't and, Internet back then either. <laughs> no, there wasn't. Right. Exactly. And so they were sneaking. You know, they were sneaking in to still try to help us because they knew that we needed the help. Now it's become, they're, they're like, listen, listen, counsel, listen, mom and dad, I don't care what you say. I got to go down there and help my brother and sister now because look at them. Look at what they're doing. They're not getting any better. They're messing up. They're hurting themselves. And, they, and unless we step in, they're going to keep doing that. Their bodies will be gone before you know it. We've got to re-splice their genes so that they can deal with some of the mutated diseases that they've created. We already hastened their evolution by splicing their DNA in the beginning so that they became modern man. We're making more bodies for them. Give us a chance to help them out. So that's why they're coming down more now than ever before and eventually they'll be just landing in the backyard and we'll be talking with them every day (laughs) yeah that time's coming yeah right so yes there is it so so yes there is a council so when you hear it's so hard to to figure out what's to believe and what not to believe when the so-called so many experts say so many things because right. I'm telling you what they tell me and then there's others that are telling you what they think they're being told. Here, always, always judge the information accordingly this way. You can always tell the tree by the fruit it bears. Right? right? If okay. you're hearing negative stuff from people that's that's fruit with worms in it. That's not a good tree. Get away from it as fast as you can, Ryan. All right. 
But if the fruit tastes good, it's empowering, it's positive, it's hopeful, even if they're talking, they could still be pointing out the mistakes that are being made. That's not negative necessarily, Mm -hmm. but it's got to be hopeful. It's got to feel powerful that if you you believed it, it would give you strength to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. That's how you know the information is from source, is real, and is legitimate. Yeah, and I I think it speaks a lot to the year 2019. I know you've seen it. I've certainly seen it over and over again. The universe seems to be clearing up people out of our stream. A lot of people say, well, so-and-so is in my life, and they're not in my life anymore. What's up with that? Well, how is so-and-so to you? Horrible. Well, there you go. <laughs> Consider it a gift. It's not, you yeah, know, what it is, is it? It is. Yeah, that is, that is happening mm-hmm. on its own. So when people say, I see so many postings on Facebook, you know, things like only hang around with good people in your life or you need to get rid of the bad people and only and only associate with the good people. No, don't do anything. Walk a positive path and your soul and the universe will take care of it for you. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for saying that. Boy, you've been giving some phenomenal advice tonight. And we're so glad not only to be guest hosting this show, it's a huge deal for Timmy and I, you know, but but to have such a phenomenal guest at at the perfect time, because we are concerned for people's uh, joy and happiness, especially in a holiday season where it is there for the taking if they only realize it. Right. You've given some Right, and I hope I've given some hope out and some peace and some enlightenment and some um, harmony for people and a light at the end of the tunnel. That's my my major goal is to give them all that. So I hope I did that tonight for you guys and your your listeners. Well, you've certainly done it for us, and it's more than we could have asked for. We love it every time we get together with you, Vincent, Jenna. And, you know, and because the listeners always get such a special benefit, but, you know, we feel better, too, as a result, you know. I'm so glad. Thank you. And so do I. (laughs) Well, you deserve to. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. We'll have to so, be back with the Supernatural Realm absolutely, absolutely. We'll definitely, we'll definitely arrange that. And Chip, definitely. And do me a favor. Be sure. back in touch with Amanda because she has my schedule. They have my schedule there, and they'll be able to get me on, um, uh, put me down for any of the shows you want me to be on, okay? Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, Timmy's All got right. her number. I don't, but I'll ask Timmy to give me Amanda's number. She's very cool, by the way. Oh, absolutely. She's a doll. I love Amanda. They're all great <laughs> over there, but they, yes, Amanda's a sweetheart. So, so but uh, thank you. VincentJenna.com, briefly, what kind of readings or what kind of things, if people call you, can they get? They will, any aspect of their life, it usually, everybody's lives break down into basically four sections, their vocation, their finances, their health, and their relationships. And usually people have questions about those. We can get into any of those. Also, if you have pet issues, I'm a pet communicator as well, and I'm able to even diagnose pets before a vet is able to diagnose pets and tie it back to you, the owner, in being able to help you as well emotionally. And so um, I, I do 
in-person readings, but most of my readings are over the phone. I don't, I go to the same place, whether you're sitting in front of me or whether you're on the phone. And I work with people all over the world from Russia, Yugoslavia, Vietnam, Australia, um, China. Uh, it's been fabulous and wonderful. And so all you have to do is go to my website and you can get all the information on linking up with me and having a session with me. Thank you for asking. Well, wow, it's easy to see why people all over the world are a light uh, to your work, uh, you know. And we need more professionals like you, Vincent Jenner. We really do. Uh, that's that's why we really, really love it when we get to hear words from you. And we thank you for joining us here on the, on late night in the middle of the night. I know you got to leave a little early so you can get your yes. And thank you, and I so appreciate your time and your conscientiousness in 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 your questions, how beautiful and deep they were, because they do represent a lot of things that the people think about. And Tim, you, when you get your chance, just best wishes to you and taking care of mom and getting that book done. And I wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all the holidays that you celebrate. May they be joy joyous and fulfilling and chip the same with you. Thank you. And Thank we God. will talk again. All right. Great. Thank you so much. All yeah. right. Well, take care now, guys. All right, you sleep well, have sweet dreams, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep the show going until the midnight hour. But uh, good luck tomorrow. Have All great right. holidays, Thank and you. we'll talk to you again. You too. Right. Bye bye. Yep. Take care bye, now. Man. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, the fantastic Vincent Jenner. Boy, but you know, it it seems. Uh, almost kismet, you know, that the universe allowed us to have more valued time with them, even though it's on late night in the Midlands. We got a, an opportunity to uh, fill in for the great Michael Vera. Very hard shoes to fill, so, you know, we're really happy to have that opportunity. And Tim and I, uh, uh, Tim, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, briefly, and keeping in mind your sound now, what's your not being on the computer is. It leaves a little to be desired. That said, yeah. if you could be conscientious of that, well, how, how did you feel our time with Vincent tonight? When, is there anything he said that particularly resonated with you? I uh, I enjoyed uh, talking with with Vincent today on the show, and uh, yeah, I look forward to it again. It resonated uh, quite a bit with me. Yeah, I, it's the perfect time of year, you know, it just seems that, again, no coincidences, this is not the first time, even tonight, <laughs> that we've heard that line, you know, there's really no coincidences, the, the universe opens up at the right time for the right cause, and, and you and I have been actively concerned about folks, you know, especially with the holidays coming, and how for some reason we just uh, seem to succumb to sadness or anxiety, uh, when yeah. we have a choice, how's how's my sound now, Chip? Is it better? It's better. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I probably should have turned the uh, speaker uh, thing off uh, wow. do, yeah. during this, but well, things are what they are. At least it's not a Mercury retrograde anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Robert Miles, I guess, was was wanting Robert Miles was wanting to call in, and uh, I, I, it's kind of hard to add him here on my phone. So I. Yeah, well, he, he, you know, we, we couldn't add him on our call because that would have screwed everything up with the network, you know. Yeah. I don't know if he's listening or not. If he is, we love Robert Miles, you know, but we will be talking with him sometime 
at least when we're not on air or sometime uh, tomorrow, if there's a good time for him. We'll be having him on again, too. Robert Miles, for our friends listening, uh, has a company called Timestream Pictures. Um, he, uh, talk about extraterrestrial contact, uh, considers himself an experiencer. It's in the 1970s that he had some contact, which was quite benevolent in manner and really changed his life. He's working on some very important projects to help carry the health of our species forward, you know, uh, especially con concerning there's some sort of major event that may or may not happen that, that people talk about and help us getting past that. He's got great documentaries about UFOs and extraterrestrials and people that have had contact. Uh, UFO Chronicles is one of the series. Uh, he's had some books. And including lichen droids, which is like this uh, bio-created uh, species of like canine-esque um, robots, if you will, that uh, were set up to destroy the world, um, <laughs> you know, one, one human at a time. Teddy's got something like that in his neck of the woods called Dog Boy. Yeah, I got Dogman and uh, Gargoyle and all kind of stuff over here. So. Yeah, that's Pennsylvania, man. They got they got some crazy stuff over there, which is a beautiful thing, <laughs> you know. And on our producer today, we really want to thank CC, our producer. We do love CC, and you know, between this network originating in South Carolina and CC originating from Louisiana, we can say here without question, South's going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The question is, which South? I went to South High School, and I'm from Omaha, you know? South, no, that's true. South yeah. Omaha, so it was South hey, Omaha School. Hey, Chip, I think next time we do one of these shows, I'm just going to have to stick, stay on my computer instead of try my phone, you know? It's I not think that's, too good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. It just sounds good now, though, you know? It does. sounds good now. I took but the phone off, so that's why. I took the speakerphone and video off. So. Well, Tim loves to see the world, man. He's a man of travel, you know, <laughs> an exceptional guy. Yeah, hey, Tim, since you're with us here, why don't you tell the listeners something about your show, Supernatural Realm, which is on this network twice a week, live, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Tell us something about the great Supernatural Realm radio show. Now we dive into the paranormal, the psychic realm, the anthropology, uh, quantum physics, quantum mechanics, and uh, all kinds of different uh, realms uh, pertaining uh, to the supernatural. Uh, it's, a, it's a wide range of, of topics. We talk about near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, and um, even ancient civilizations. So we, we cover a wide range of uh, uh, different things on 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 supernatural realm uh, it really is a a wide range why well, we've got alternative history ancient history all sorts of things that you know have more place in the paranormal metaphysical or even extraterrestrial communities environments than most people think you know a lot of really special things about say uh stone caverns <laughs> You know, or America's Stonehenge or, or things of that nature or ancient civilizations or prehistoric civilizations and how smart they were because they don't say that on TV there, do they, Tim? No, they don't. It's always got to be uh, some sort of uh, UFO or alien connection with them. Yeah, because they've, you know, our ancient civilization had to be so stupid and feckless, you know, <laughs> that they couldn't have gone anywhere without extraterrestrial help, you know. <laughs> much as we 
like to try to represent extraterrestrials in, in uh, with a kinder look, you know, it's still, we have to think of our own species with a kinder look too, from our distant past. We wouldn't be here now if it weren't for them, you know. But yes, the paranormal, the extraterrestrial, the scientific, Timmy loves the physics, so we have a, a lot of guests with uh, some physics perspective on these anomalies that we cover. And uh, yeah, shameless self-promotion here. Uh, I host a show called Kindness Beyond the Veil on this very network each and every Monday from 7 to 9 p.m. Unlike the Supernatural Realm, see, the good thing about Supernatural Realm Radio is it gives this a wider perspective of, of these worlds, these mysteries, these realms, the paranormal, metaphysical, supernatural, extraterrestrial, alternative healing, alternative history realms. And Kindness Beyond the Veil, we try to take a look at the kinder side of these things because like anything in life, there is a love-based side and a fear-based side. But there is just so much weight given to all the fear-based stuff. And it's making people scared to death of things that probably won't happen, if ever, may or may not even exist. <laughs> you know, so uh, there's a love-based side to all of life, and we just don't talk about it enough. So we give it a kinder look to all these mysteries. You know, I personally had never had a negative encounter with uh, ghosts or spirits or extraterrestrials, personally. And maybe that's just my blind luck. I don't know. But somebody's got to talk about the good stuff, give people hope. Now, a beautiful thing about our guest tonight, Vincent Jenna, as a professional, he really cares about other people. He has a very crisp insight uh, for people, how they can improve their own lives. The only ones that can improve our lives is us. <laughs> us ourselves you know we're the ones that that change the tone we're the ones that decide to heal out out of some trauma we're the ones that decide uh, to represent and carry on our beliefs or to leave a better legacy behind than the one we found ourselves or to try to set a good example for others you know a loving giving and caring example we need more examples like that in a day and age where you know brutality is pretty much uh, they've opened the door you know and they pretty much give people uh almost permission <laughs> Uh, to be ruder, more brash, uh, less receptive, less inclusive, and, you know, it doesn't have to be like that. So that's what yeah. our show is all about. Uh, and late night in the Midlands, you know, when Michael Vera is here, <laughs> it is the crown show of the network and, and a, a, a banner example of great radio. So it's really been uh, an honor for Timmy and I to fill in for the great Michael Vera and uh, and to spend more valued time with Vincent Jenna. Uh, Timmy, uh, I've got, I'm going to let you know what guests I have in the next three Kindness Beyond Avails. In case you have your schedule available, you can tell us a Supernatural Realm guest. This coming Monday, which is the 9th of December, my wife's birthday, I have Mary Rodwell. She was supposed to be here actually last night on Kindness Beyond the Bill, but had a family emergency. She is an expert researcher and an expert therapist and counselor with people who have had contact with extraterrestrials from around the world. She also does hypnotic regression uh, for people who have had these encounters but lost time or lost memory. So she helps people recover their memories and also come to terms with their experiences. Even benevolent encounters with an extraterrestrial could be traumatic for people. 
because mm -hmm. they don't really, it's not like they expected it. Uh, two weeks uh, on the 16th, uh, on Monday night, 7 to 9 p.m., Danny Searle from Queensland, Australia. He is an expert in ascension. Anybody wants to walk their path to ascension uh, must listen to Danny Searle for that. And in two weeks on the 23rd, Jim Mallard with his uh, Mallard Report the radio show. He's been doing this a long, long time. Uh, so we're going to hear from him. Timmy, who you got coming up? We got a couple of minutes left. <laughs> I can I, I go out to the car here and get the schedule. I can go out and get it here and take me about two minutes. Well, we'll be off the air in two minutes. <laughs> So we've got great guests lined up. I know that for a fact. I, I, I can't remember offhand who we've got. I don't have to because I'm co-host. You know, it's, it's his show. Uh, but I will say we've got some really phenomenal people. The thing about Supernatural Realm is Timmy has this gift for finding just the most phenomenal guests on Earth. In fact, it was Timmy who found Vincent Jenna in the first place. Um, and I, I just feel sorry that Michael couldn't talk to him because that would have been a beautiful thing. Uh, I do expect he'll most likely be back tomorrow night here on Late Night in the Midlands. So, again, we thank him and give him our fondest uh, appreciation and honor for allowing uh, Tim Roxbury and Chip Reichenthal here uh, to be guest hosts of Late Night in the Midlands. That should carry us into the great tomorrow, at least here on the East Coast. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening to Late Night in the Midlands. Uh, please always listen to this phenomenal show, uh, 9 to midnight, each and every weeknight on the East Coast, 9 to midnight. Tune in again tomorrow, and uh, maybe we'll have a chance to do this again, maybe not. Either way, it's an honor to be here tonight. Uh, we wish you all happy holidays. I mean, truly happy holidays. And uh, keep your chins up. There is reason to have lots of hope, lots of excitement, lots of anticipation for the great things coming ahead. We're almost done with this decade. Make the most of it. Thank you all for listening. Take care. And see you next time. Late night in the middle.
You're listening to WCT.FM, talk radio like no other. (laughs) 